0: Welcome back to AHP, thank you for joining me, do appreciate it, what a pleasure to have you here, lots has gone on over the last few weeks, but uh, today I'm going to be talking with Mike Loder from the Kiwi Gun Blog. Now guys, when you listen to this show, this was actually a live stream that I recorded probably about a week and a half ago with Shooting Stuff Australia, and uh, I originally contacted Mike, I was a big fan of the Kiwi Gun Blog. Uh, I know Mike's a very, very pro-gun guy coming out of New Zealand, and we ended up doing about an hour and 40-minute live stream uh, talking about all things what's happened after the Christchurch shooting. Uh, so we all got together, we had a great chat, and it was very, very informative, I must admit. The reason probably you haven't heard too much about the show other than what I've been doing over the last couple of weeks with the normal shows is I really wanted to wait until things died down with what happened with Christchurch. Um, to say I've been, not been, or I have been, disgusted with the things that I've seen over the last couple of weeks, honestly, uh, really, really upset me. And um, things like our pro-gun parties uh, agreeing with gun laws, uh, things that happen with One Nation around soliciting uh, donations from the NRA, you know, I don't have a problem with that, guys. If it's legal, it's legal. I don't think they did the wrong thing. Uh, But for Pauline Hanson to come out and say, you know, they'll never be changing gun laws because they got caught with the NRA, again, unfortunately, Against shooters are being scapegoated just like they are in New Zealand. And what's happening in New Zealand is an absolute tragedy. Uh, We are going to address it on the next straight shooting. But it really concerns me about the future of not only shooting, I guess, in New Zealand, but also uh, shooting sports in Australia. What we saw in Christchurch is an absolute tragedy. It really is. But the most important thing we are seeing is that when a criminal does something wrong, governments will change laws that affect shooters. I keep saying, guys, it's only a matter of time before we have another shooting in Australia. And I was even, I want to tell you a quick story. I've got a good friend of mine. I went to school with him. Uh, I've known him for about 27 or 28 years, like a brother to me. I always go on holidays with him. We live not far from each other and we're best mates. And uh, I was only talking to him probably about a week and a half before the Christchurch shooting. And we're having, uh, we normally met up on a Monday and uh, his wife makes me dinner and we're just, you know, we've been friends for a long time. And I literally told him the week before, we he, he's not a gun owner, so he doesn't have any interest in firearms, so to speak, and he's been a Labor voter for 20 years. His parents were a Labor voter, just like my parents, because we live in Western Sydney and it is a labor dominated area. And I literally told him a week before the shooting, when we were having a little bit of a debate about guns, I said, it's going to happen, mate. It's only a matter of time before something happens. We are going to see it. It's a shame, but this is the reality of you know, living in at 2019 and the things we have to deal with. Uh, so obviously Christchurch happened. I didn't speak to him for about four or five days. Uh, then he gives me a call and I said, listen, if you're only interested, if you're ringing me to have a go at me or have a go at me about my New Zealand example, like to be honest, dude, I'm, I'm just not interested. And if I'll, I'll give him credit because what he did say to me was, no, I'm, I'm not ringing you for that. It's actually changed my mind uh, from voting Labor to vote for One Nation. Now, I didn't vote for One Nation at the New South Wales election. I don't like the fact that Mark Latham heads up uh, One Nation in New South Wales, and especially now after the way I've heard Pauline Hanson throw shooters under the bus because of her dealings with the NRA Association officials, now all of a sudden it's law-abiding owners' fault, and again, we get scapegoated. Uh, And I was actually quite surprised that my friend, he literally said to me, mate, you're 100% right. You're 100% right. You did say this was going to happen. And literally a week later, I said, I don't want to be right. I don't want these things to happen. I think people should be able to go about their business without undue hindrance from government, whether that's your own culture, whether you're a firearms owner, or whether you're into another sport or interest. Uh, That may be a little bit taboo for an example, or maybe, you know, not what everyone partakes in, such as the shooting sports. So it was a bit of a shock to speak to him and have him, you know, a 20-year Labor voter now not voting for Labor, and he decided to vote for One Nation in the lower house and also in the upper house as well. He's just sitting all good conscious. He just can't let go on uh, what continues to go on in this country. So that's a bit of an interesting story for you. And, uh, you know, I have been disgusted over the last, say, three to four weeks uh, since the election. Before the election, we've seen, you know, pro-gun parties throw shooters under the bus. We're seeing it in New Zealand farmers throwing shooters under the bus saying no one needs semi-autos you know the media is coming up with fake people and fake hunters fake people handing in their guns they're only reporting on people uh, that they think can further their cause to remove your guns off you and people say well this is not going to happen in australia and i think it's absolutely naive to think that it's not going to happen in australia what we've seen in new zealand is the fact that and this is around the world actually it happened in australia that if a person commits a crime that laws will change in that particular country. We're seeing that in New Zealand now. We're seeing shooters in the very rare minute cases, farmers, businesses in New Zealand sell out firearms owners. It's almost as if I'm reading something about what happened and the playbook of 1996. And everyone is just falling into it. The media, farmers are selling people out. I'm just disgusted of what's going on. And of course, that's moved over here to Australia because the individual that shot all these people was Australian. So we have Samantha Lee coming out immediately, even though lever action firearms weren't used in the shooting. She wants to now ban lever action firearms. And for people that think that a shooting is never, ever going to happen in Australia again or a mass murder are kidding themselves. It's only, unfortunately, it's only a matter of time, especially since, you know, revenge attacks can happen. It is going to happen. It's not a matter of, uh, uh, is it going to happen? It's only a matter of when, which is an absolute shame for the people that get caught up in such a mess. I also saw many advertisements and media articles uh, from Samantha Lee. They're already talking about guys about military style bolt actions i mean honestly to to think that they're not coming after our other types of firearms you're living in absolute fantasy land absolute fantasy land They are coming for those types of firearms. They're already talking about calibre limits. As you know, we have also have range issues with shooting certain types of high calibre firearms. They just don't want it anymore. And what we're going to see is if another shooting happens in Australia, we're going to see severe restrictions. At the next shooting, we may not see a complete removal of sports shooting, uh, but there will be some massive and severe restrictions coming law-abiding firearms owners' way in the future. There is absolutely... No doubt about it. Mark down this episode because this is what's coming, guys, if we don't fight and we don't fight hard. And a reason also, too, I took some time away is just just what happened in the political arena in the New South Wales election. Uh, Things I was seeing, One Nation selling out shooters, uh, other pro-gun parties uh, agreeing with gun laws, saying they've got no interest at all in changing gun laws, thinking somehow you're going to be able to save the current status quo gun laws if you agree with the current situation. But what it takes, guys, like what's happening in New Zealand, it takes guts to make the case. It takes guts to make the cause for the shooting sports. And you know what? If people don't have the guts or they don't have the no... no, I guess the willpower or the know-how to be able to do that, uh, I think they need to stand down and let other people uh, take on the reins, people that actually are pro-gun, that know how to make the case and know how to answer the questions. Uh, and the only people that I saw even remotely Uh, and again we'll discuss this on the Straight Shooting Podcast, was uh, Fraser Anning and David Linehelm, the only people that when asked questions about firearms laws were able to articulate them. Sure, probably Fraser Anning is not as articulate, obviously, as David Leinhelm, but they were the only two, the only two that weren't throwing shooters under the bus and had the balls to actually stand up and make the case and make the cause for the shooting sports and make the cause for firearms ownership in this country. To be honest, the rest were absolutely piss weak, absolutely piss weak, and I was disgusted. And and for a time there, for about a week, I was actually calling Mario, and he actually got sick of me calling because I, I was just beside myself with what I was hearing and what I was seeing. Uh, coming out of our pro-gun organisations and our pro-gun political parties, especially surrounding that New South Wales election. And uh, a lot of the stuff I don't agree with, uh, I'll never agree with it, and a lot of those organisations and parties have lost my support. Until at such stage that I see that changes and I don't see that changing anytime in the near future. Uh, some of them wanting to you know, advocate for farmers, which is a great thing. Uh, but at the end of the day, like I always say, guys, this is a hunting, shooting, fishing and pro gun rights podcast. It's not the, the water rights podcast. It's not the farming podcast. It's not the, you know, whatever it may be, uh, the river Murray darling basin podcast. It is the Australian hunting podcast where hunters, shooters and gun rights. And that's what it's all about. And all the stuff that I see, indicates to me that a lot of the organisations have absolutely given up. I mean, there's things where I saw an organisation the other day uh, being interviewed, you know, selling out One Nation. Whilst, again, yes, I don't agree with One Nation, uh, you can still make the case that provide, which Fraser Anning did, that provided the the donation was legal, uh, there's absolutely no issue. Minor parties do need donations. I mean, are we going to scrutinise GetUp donations? Are we going to scrutinise Big Pharma donations? What about tobacco donations? What about developer donations? Donations to the Liberal Party. Uh, Do we scrutinize those or do we only scrutinize those coming from pro firearms organizations? It's absurd. And uh, what's happening in New Zealand is a travesty. It's a total abuse of democracy. I wouldn't even say it was a democracy in New Zealand because they're not even letting pro-gun people actually have a say on what happens uh, in their country. And and they're saying there's no room uh, for the pro-gun, gun gun quote, lobby uh, in this debate. Uh, it's, It's now not about the person that committed the shooting it's now about the firearms and the fact that 250 plus thousand one of the highest per capita gun ownership nations in the world is now about to have some strict draconian legislation placed upon them swiftly quickly uh, under the guise of feel-good feels and uh, that's not how you run a democracy you have a discussion uh, you debate it rigorously and robustly and then if there's a decision there, then that's what it would have to be based on other people voting. And that's a serious part about the two-party system is that when there's bipartisan support, which was what we've seen in Australia, but we're also seeing now in New Zealand, is that there is very little hope when you have bipartisan support. But uh, I guess the only humbling part about the New South Wales election was the fact that uh, the highest number pretty much that I've seen for quite a while actually did not vote for a major party. The minor party vote was off the chain, crazy. And uh, ultimately, that's good because the more that the pro... Sorry, the major parties, I should say, lose their votes and they go to minor parties, as long as they're not the Greens, (laughs) shows that, again, the major parties are on the nose and we can make a difference. We can. And people might be saying to me, well, you're being a bit overboard. We're not going to lose our guns. I mean, seriously? Do you seriously believe that if we have one more shooting, you are not going to get some heavy restrictions placed on you, especially if the uh, murder count or the count of the people that, that die is large. Are you seriously that naive to think that? Please, please understand they don't want you to own firearms. And again, the debate in New Zealand has changed from This guy doing this particular issue, which if you've read his manifesto, no doubt the New Zealand government would have read the manifesto. Absolutely, they've read it. And they're doing exactly what he wants them to do. And uh, they're falling for it. So it just goes to show that they don't care that even though they know that law-abiding people aren't responsible and they know they're doing exactly what the terrorist wants, they don't care because they can finally get rid of these firearms finally something has happened finally there's been a tragedy we can step on and we can step on the lives of these people to get our gun control measures through i mean absolutely an abomination in my opinion abomination and that's why i've avoided social media a little bit guys i have been posting quite a lot to help out the kiwi mates over in new zealand and uh, i just wanted to have a break because uh, based on what happened the shooting and the election you know i felt embarrassed to be a gun owner for a while the shit that i was hearing from pro-gun parties and organisations. And uh, I don't like what One Nation said, but I certainly, if I was in the media, I wouldn't be selling out One Nation uh, for taking donations uh, from the National Rifle Association. If it's legal, that's the end of it. There's nothing wrong with it. If it's illegal, then they can't take donations. It's pretty simple. So anyway, so this uh, podcast, I guess, or live stream, was conducted about a week and a half ago, and I really wanted to release it uh, as a podcast. So It is already out there on the internet. Guys, if you had have heard it on Shooting Stuff Australia's YouTube channel, it's nothing new to you. But I really wanted to release it as a podcast because a lot of people that listen to this show may not be on YouTube, may not be on the internet, or may not be subscribed to, Uh, The shooting channels on YouTube and may not get this information, so I thought I'd release it as a show. And I also saw this morning that just came out, there was some some select committee hearings over in New Zealand for the very, very quick impending laws that are going to change. And my guest, uh, Mike Loder, was actually on there last at the select committee hearings and uh, did a really, really good job exposing Uh, The poor police work, uh, the lies and deceit the media are putting out, the lies and deceit from the police association, uh, the lies and deceit of the figures they have put out, and uh, did a really, really good job. And the reason I like Mike, I guess, is I think he reminds me a lot of me, a lot of me actually, not backwards in coming forward, and a guy that does it because he loves it. That's why he does it. And you know what, guys? I'd rather have uh, no friends in the industry. I'd rather piss some people off and actually agree with what I believe in than take money from people based on being a fraud. Uh, I don't want to do that. I want to be me, and I want to fight for our gun rights into the future because people that think, oh, well, it's not about gun rights. You think you're going to be able to go hunting in the future if you can't get a high-caliber rifle? Is that what you think is going to happen? I mean, come on, guys. Seriously. Time to wake up. Time to wake up. Uh, it's coming and it's going to happen so we need to start fighting so I'm gonna let go into the show uh, based on the information you might hear guys too it was a live stream there was a little bit of a lag because we were doing it live on Google Hangouts so sometimes due to the lag you might hear us talking over each other there's not much I can do about that the quality is not going to be as good uh, but I really wanted to get this information out to you Mike's a pretty knowledgeable guy very nice guy loves his shooting sports just like most of us listening and uh, I hope you enjoy the show so Mike Loder from the Key Kiwi gum blog Uh, let's get into the show and i hope you enjoy it guys probably based on this discussion that i'm doing now to probably be well over two hours for this podcast so stay tuned for the straight tuning but let's get into our interview with uh, aaron from shooting stuff australia and mike loader from the kiwi gum blog
1: you're listening to australia's number one hunting shooting and fishing podcast G'day guys. I'm here with Jason from the Australian Hunting Podcast and Mike from the Kiwi Gun Blog on Facebook. It's a New Zealand Facebook page all about their guns and gun rights. So welcome guys.
2: Thanks for having me. Thank you. You're
1: welcome. You're welcome. So Mike, just tell us a bit about your gun laws over there. What we're going to say first is that we all know about the tragedy a week ago that happened Uh, the horrific thing of 50 people dying we're not going to talk about that we're going to talk about the effects of what has happened in New Zealand your new gun bans our gun bans over here and how it is going to affect the Australian uh, gun owners over here in years to come so just start off by telling us a week ago how good were your laws and what could you do with your guns and what sort of contest you had
2: well, I, well, I'm happy to, but first of all, I just would like to qualify, um, one of the dirtiest tricks that the anti-gun lobby, anti, anti-gun lobby have been playing at the moment is painting us as other than society, outside of society, so obviously we did have an atrocious tragedy and we feel it just like everyone else, but there's um, 250,000 licensed firearm owners in New Zealand, um, so by the time you take them to our friends and families, we're a massive, massive chunk of the population, so we are the society, um, yeah, but obviously we want to be as safe as anyone else, so... We welcome any sensible gun laws, and we had those, um, but that's changed. So I'll tell you, once upon a time in New Zealand, uh, we had an A-category licence. Now, in order to get that, you went to the police station, you applied, you gave them a passport photograph, they did a background check of you to make sure you're not a criminal and you have no mental health issues. Um, then they uh, talked to your loved one, your, your spouse or partner, they talked to your boss, talked to referees, just make sure you're a stable character. Um, and then uh, they vet your security, make sure all guns in New Zealand have to be, quote, locked away for A-category, That standard security can uh, differ. That's basically just to prevent. We know from Parliament what they intended. They don't want kids getting hold of it, opportunist criminals, or people having a bad day who may be having um uh, mental issues, emotional issues. Okay. So once you've got that license, um, you're you're then entitled to have uh, A category firearms, which is your standard rifle and shotgun. Um, Now, if you want to have, that's
1: including all semi-autos, isn't it?
2: No, that's, that's, that's including nice. semi-auto shotguns and most semi-auto rifles that um, don't have more than seven rounds. And this is something – we have what's called a military-style semi-automatic. And whenever you have the word style in the title, you know it's going to be a problem. So um, one of our laws is if the magazine holds more than seven centre-fire rounds or looks like it does. So in other words, if a cop has a fever dream and goes, that's eight, and you go, no, count with me, seven. He goes, no, nah, I still think it looks like it. So I can go to jail – Because I can't defend a fever dream in court. So, you know, when you we had really good laws, they got tampered with a little while ago because police needed to be seen to act. And, um, again, they rushed the laws then, and we had some, uh, some really quirky little uh, – quirky, I'm using the wrong word – some uh, outrageous bits of law. And once laws uh, – and you cannot get it out, please never go, oh, we can give you some freedoms back because it didn't do what we thought we did. So, anyway. Uh, but that's so,
1: so it. It's always easier to take than give.
2: It truly is. And, um, right, so we had – also, um, the laws went from what, what used to be a lifetime licence um, went to a 10-yearly renewal because, obviously, if you're going mad, it always happens in exactly 10-year increments – and when the police come around for your licence check, that's when they'll find your meth lab that you've installed uh, because they always come by appointment and people don't do that. So it's an incredibly valuable piece of vetting. Now, I did um, what the police have never done. I asked, can you please show me the figures from before and after to see if it's had any benefit? And it has achieved literally nothing. Going from um, a lifetime licence to a 10 yearly license it has achieved the, the actual... Uh, uh, convictions for um, you know shooters uh, behaving badly or being caught out is exactly the same over a five-year period. It was like about the difference of two. It's ridiculous. So it's achieved nothing. And that's another thing. Um, gun grabbers never do is simply measure it to see did that work. Anyway, so we're at an A category now with rifles and shotguns. Now, if you want a military-style semi-automatic, um, then you need what's called an E-category licence. Now, it's actually an endorsement to your licence. It's not a new licence. It's, it's an endorsement to it. So, first of all, you get your normal licence, and now you're getting into the realm of having to prove special need. So, in other words, you're um, doing culling or you're a competitive shooter or you need it for this, you need it for that. Um, and, and then you're entitled to have... Um, Basically, an AR-15, uh, SKS, that, that sort of thing. So, so a fire rifle, things with a, if it has a pistol grip stock, if it has a folding or collapsible stock, um, a magazine that holds sev- more than seven or appears to, um, if it has a bayonet lug, because um, you can have a rifle, but obviously you can't have a bayonet because <laughs> that's dangerous. No. Um, and, okay. uh, yeah, and, and then the same thing with, with shotguns. So then if you want to shoot pistols, uh, oh, sorry, with E-category, you also need much higher levels of security as well. Uh, now, for pistols, that's a B endorsement to your licence. You need to go along to the club, um, shoot for a shoot for six months, I think. You have to shoot, I think it's 12 times in six months, and then the club recommends you. So it's, the people you've been shooting with recommend you. And they say, I'm going to get that here, it's irritating me, and, um, and they say that uh, you know, you're a suitable person. Gotcha. They say that you're a suitable person and recommend you to the police, and then, again, the vetting happens all over again. When you have pistols, that's a permit to procure. So, in other words, if I'm selling you my pistol, you have to go to the police station, get the permit to procure, come to me, I fill out the details, then you take it back to the station and it gets registered and and, um, ownership's changed over. You can only shoot at pistol clubs, you can only take the pistol to the club and back from the club to your security, which is also enhanced. Then you have something called a C endorsed license, which is collector. So, my friends work in movies, and if you see machine guns in movies, um, that's them, and that's what a C endorsement is. Um, also, um, it's very hard to get, but if you have um, a, like, like a small museum, you know, collectibles from World War II, that sort of stuff, uh, um, you know, basically Kiwi treasures, just like anything else, little bits of history, um, then you, you have a C endorsed license for that as well. But again, it's very hard to get They don't hand those out. Um,
1: uh, on, on, just, excuse me, on your uh, collector's licence you could get full auto, couldn't you?
2: In theory, That's... but you can't shoot it. So, um, no. uh, well, I, can I, I, it. I may as well say I have a C, C licence. So um, I, I basically I can, uh, if I have a collectible, um, it has to be stored in a deactivated condition. Um, it's registered with the police. Yeah. Ownership changes and I'm not allowed to shoot it. So um, if, if, the, if you have a, I think it's called an armourer's licence, um, that's when you can actually uh, both possess it and shoot it um, on a um, like on a movie set, uh, that sort of thing. But it's an interesting little curiosity of the law. They screwed up. Um, you can shoot under my supervision with anything except an E-category licence. So if I've got a rifle, you can't touch it. A gunsmith can't touch it without changing ownership. It's ridiculous. Now, if you call up an arms office, and I did this, I called up the Auckland Central Arms Office, spoke to three different people there on the same day, got three different answers. To whether or not someone could handle it. Well, if they're supervised or if they have a license, or, and no, it's, no, I could go to jail for it. So again, there's, you get these little quirks of law. Our Arms Act is not a long, um, not a long law. It's quite, quite simple, quite you know, quite brief. But they just invent problem after problem after problem with it. So anyway, that was then. I think that covered everything. And um, now, uh, Jacinda Ardern, uh, uh, moments after the tragedy, said, "We will have new gun laws." And we went, uh, "Okay." And then she went uh, very soon. We went, okay. And then within days, she announced that she's done something called an order in council, which changes every semi auto in the country to an automatic E. So one of two things happens you either transfer it to your E license, so it's recorded, or um, it's handed into the police for destruction because you simply can't have it without an endorsed license. That's phase one. That's happening right now. Phase two, within, I think it's two weeks, there's parliaments going to vote. On, on a new law that um, bans every gun, every semi-auto, rather. Every semi-auto is just gone. Now, the media said, well, will people be able to make submissions? The Prime Minister literally laughed and went, hurry. So, I mean, how is that for an end run around democracy? And that's stage two. Stage three is promised to be even worse. And right now we have um, the, the crooked police union over here, the police association, they're the ones who push all this. They've got Labour's ear, they're all unions, and um, they've basically got their wish list is coming in, whatever they want, so we have no idea. And now that um, the the anti-gun people, they've moved, now they've got semi-autos, they've already pivoted, already, within a day, and now they're going, so next up is pistols, because they're exceptionally dangerous, and people are known to leave them around for self-defence. No one in New Zealand ever leaves a handgun around for self-defence. I've been been shooting for 25 years, um, pistol from a long time ago, I'll um, a regularly now, and I've never, ever, ever heard of that, ever. Not, not chat around the you know, lunchroom or I always keep it out when I'm doing some banking. No, it's just not a thing. So, but again, the media are just running with us.
3: Renowned for their strength, reliability and attention to detail, Moroku shotguns are the perfect example of what a sporting shotgun should be. Moroku have been producing quality products for over a century and sold in Australia since 1963. Each Moroku shotgun is crafted with precision, from the MK Trap and sporting models to the all-round best-selling field shotgun, the MK70. Visit morokushotguns.com.au for more details and stockists. The new
2: Zeiss Conquest V4 line of high-performance rifle scopes combines tried-and-true Zeiss optics with a rugged and functional design, providing high-definition glass. Enhanced with T-Star and low-to-tech protective lens coatings produces 90% to the eye-light transmission. This means excellent low-light performance and resolution across the entire magnification range. Zeiss Conquest V4 rifle scopes were designed as a lightweight, high-performance scope for demanding hunting and shooting applications. Visit. USAustralia.com.au to find your local dealer. Zeiss, we make it visible.
0: Yeah, I just want to say. So, what, what did he? What guns did he actually use uh, in these shootings? I noticed also too, they were talking about lever-action uh, firearms as well going to be up on the ban. Yet, uh, I didn't think I saw anything to do with a lever-action of any kind.
2: Here is the stupidity of this. Um, first of all, we know that this monster. I, I, won't, I won't quote from it, but we know from his manifesto. That he did this in revenge for someone, whose faith I won't mention, killing 87 people with a truck. Okay, so this guy shot 50 people in revenge for someone killing 87 people with a truck. And now we're going to take away the guns and that's going to make the situation better. Meanwhile, the worst indigenous terror attack in America was the FBI building. That was a homemade bomb. Um, 9/11 was box cutters. Charlie Hebdo was machine guns, which I guarantee you weren't legal. So, so to start with, the entire thing is just offensive and stupid to the brain. But uh, to answer your question, um, in the video, how do I put this? Um, you can see several different firearms. One was a semi-automatic shotgun. There was, look, like there was a pump-action shotgun. There was an AR-15 type firearm. And uh, there was basically a smallsborg of guns, so the idea that if he didn't have the semi-automatic, it wouldn't have happened is is just ridiculous. Now, people have asked – again, the the, the two things I'm trying to get people to start to think about here is, first of all, I mean, most unfortunately most people live in the city. They're disconnected from rural things, and a lot of city people just don't understand guns, so guns are actually – ban them all, it can only be a good thing. The worst thing in their mind, the worst thing that can happen with a bad gun law is it doesn't work, and nothing's really lost because shooters shouldn't have guns anyway – What they're not considering is it makes it worse. We know from international experience that um, when you try and ban stuff, it drives it underground. Only the other day, and I mean incredibly recently in um, Canada, they had a 25% compliance rate with a a long gun registry. That's terrifying. The Americas had like 15%, 5%, 1% compliance. It's horrific. So, you know, this it it is going to make it more dangerous, not better.
1: Well, well, New Zealand actually got rid of uh, gun registration in 88, wasn't it?
2: I think it was actually before that. Um, we had, for those you who don't know, um, everyone who uses the registration conversation over here forgets the important word, again. New Zealand should have gun registration again. We've had it before. We dropped it because it was 66% inaccurate. Canada, again, have just dropped their um, gun registration because it was billions of dollars over budget and didn't achieve anything at any cost. And here's the dirty trick the police union played. They go, oh, but it's very valuable. It's been accessed thousands of times. Yeah, every time a gun is transferred, it's it's accessed three times, the person, the gun, and where the gun's going. So that adds up to those numbers. What he never says is how many crimes it solved with those um, times the system was accessed, and the answer is none that we can find. So, um, again, registration is just a barking dog, but they're talking about it, they're pushing for it, and the worst thing about the Labor government is they've said... um, I I, I don't mean to offend anyone who's on the left or the right watching this, but we do know that... um, Yeah. Anyway... uh, the finance minister basically said, We'll pay for this no matter what it costs and sort of that later on. So, again, there's no fiscal responsibility coming into play. It's not like people saying, like, Australia 500 billion, sorry, yeah, no, 500 million, that's right, came out of the health service. There's an opportunity cost for that. Now, I tried to work it out because I worked out how many people were dying on your um, waiting lists, waiting for surgery. And I worked out that if you just put that half a billion dollars aside, the interest of that paying for surgeries would have saved was a hundred something lives a month or something. It's just ridiculous. So, you know, these, these dumb laws owe us hundreds of lives. It's, it, I'm not being dramatic when I say mathematically, some of these gun banners are the worst mass killers in Australian history. Simply from Mississippi.
0: trying to do what, uh, you know, our John Howard tried to do in 1996, work off a motion. Oh, yeah. for, for the first week or two, get and force these things through. And, mate, we are living examples that I keep, we're dealing with this crap 20 years later, 23 years later. I keep,
2: I keep saying yep. the, the easiest way to spot a con man, they create a sense of urgency. Well, can I talk to my wife about it? Don't be silly, sir. You're the man of the house. Make the investment now. Anyone who's trying to con you will create a sense of urgency, and that's exactly what's happened here. But, again, one of the most offensive things... Right after it happened, the police association went, oh, we're going to have new laws and the gun lobby needs to stay out of it while we take care of business. Really? So 250,000 voters were told to be excluded. Our uh, Subject matter experts will not be heard. The prime minister immediately doubled down on it. And then the creepiest thing, the media jumped on it. That was their talking point. So it's just like every time they talk to an MP, and will you be allowing the, the gun lobby to pressure you? Oh, no, no, they can get stuffed. And th- the worst one I just heard the other day, a guy called Jerry Brownlee, he, he gave his pat line of, no, those extremists will not be heard. And you can actually hear the um, journalist coo to him, excellent. And then it goes to the end. They, they forgot to edit it. They didn't edit it right. Oh, she wow. was literally cooing, excellent. You, you stuck to the party huh. line. You told the story. The, the Honestly, the, the, not just the propaganda, but the propaganda being forced on a loving population. Because right now, we are grieving. Kiwis, I'm proud of us. We are... We could be stronger at the moment um, from a civics point of view, but we're loving, kind people, and you know we came together over this, and we desperately wanted to do the right thing. And people have preyed on that kindness, and that's doubly disgusting.
3: Looking for outdoor equipment for your next adventure at Aussie Outdoor Gear, you can find cooking equipment, camo clothing for kids, backpacks, camo accessories, and much more. We cater for your hunting, fishing camping, hiking, and other outdoor pursuits with our unique product range. AussieOutdoorGear.com.au. Quality gear at affordable
0: prices. We we probably, not so we knew this was coming or anything like that, but we've had an ample opportunity, and we have too in Australia, is to try and get something in place for when this did happen to be prepared. But do you think New Zealand was prepared for this type of thing to happen and and what happened the last 20 years?
2: There's something called normalcy. Bias. that's why I'm um, really experienced fishermen drown because uh, they won't wear life jackets. They think life jackets are for inexperienced people because they've never drowned before, so they're not going to drown now and they wind up drowning. So um, I, at least over a year ago, I tried to get a memorandum of understanding. I wanted every group in the country in lockstep. We won't agree on everything, but we will agree on certain things, so we'd stay together. That didn't happen, and now I'm just disgusted to see uh, there's a, a shop called Hunting and Fishing. <laughs> they immediately <laughs> took their um, guns off the, off the shelf um, oh, well, the,
1: the, the media here have been praising them.
2: Yeah, they praise them again. Oh, good boy. And then the worst one, how's this for propaganda? Um, someone said, I, a farmer, a humble man of the land, am handing in my semi-auto, for there is no place of them. Now, I will suffer, but it is the honourable thing to do for New Zealand. Everyone, oh, well done. No one mentioned. He's actually a Green Party candidate, and the whole thing was a stunt. But he had long, yeah. long, several minutes long interviews about, how, oh, for the country, for that. Is hero too strong a word? I don't think so. Absolute nauseating nonsense we've had to endure over this. Pure propaganda. Oh, our,
1: our farmers are throwing our shooters underneath the bus many a time, yeah. Oh, the many other many thing is, time.
2: here's a fun drinking game for you. If you watch um, Prime Minister Ardern's um, original uh, announcement on this, take a, take a shot every time she says the word rural. She goes, now, obviously, there's some uh, legitimate places in rural environments, and in some rural places, so, obviously, deals have been done. I think it was Federated Farmers or some other people who threw us under the bus as well. Um, You know, deals have been done. They want to keep their shotguns. They've sold us out. But the most infuriating thing of all is there's enough examples all around the world that you either hang together or you hang separately. But Australia's right there. You're our fricking cousins. You're right there. And we've watched you. We've literally mocked you on Facebook. Ha ha! You can't have gel blasters. Ha ha! We've literally ha ha. Lever actions are banned. Ha ha! We've literally mocked you in the comment section of Facebook. And yet, we're now going to allow that to happen right here. The example's right there. Right there. Right freaking there. And and we just well, who saw this coming? Well, everyone. It was right there. It's not even a warning. It's an example living right next to us. It's, that's it's, like I just the, I that's just the
0: most upsetting thing mike is the fact that you had like Hunt and fish new zealand come out you know we're going to take the guns off the shelves and and they'll find anybody and anyone to push their agenda from the shooting community in the media and i've hardly read any well hang on like any pro-gun articles in the media saying hang on we should think about this we should you know if, if they're going to change the laws at least just yeah, sit on it and wait and get input but none of that at all
2: no, and here's the, here's the thing. I mean, if I, I don't care where you are on this. I don't care if you hate guns and you're watching this. I would appeal to you as a citizen of a free nation, nothing good comes from a prime minister announcing a law change in a matter of days and excluding the um, parliament from it. You know, it's just no good comes of that. That's not a healthy thing. That's an incredibly dangerous thing. It just is.
1: Well, it, well it's definitely history repeating from what happened over here in '96. Matter of days... John Howard's out there with his bulletproof fist on saying guns are going to be banned. He jumped all over it. To me, gun bans uh, for politicians are a godsend for them because there's nothing better to get yourself votes. It's basically trying to buy votes saying, look at me, I'm banning guns, I'm keeping you safe, vote me in, let me have my big fat dirty paycheck because I'm keeping you safe.
2: It is the ultimate virtue signal, and Adern will be oh, yeah. loving it. Oh, cover of this, cover of that. Why can't America do what the plucky New Zealanders can do? It's just nauseating. It really is. Oh, and the other thing is, any New Zealanders watching this, gun banning in New Zealand is a multi-million dollar industry. I am the only person not being paid in this debate. This is just me. For those who don't know, I'm actually in a wheelchair. Um, shooting's the only sport that I can compete one-on-one with my friends. I love it. I don't mention that very much. But I want to pass the sport on because I've met such amazing people through it, and I love it. That's why I do this. It's aimed for the money. Philip Alpers, paid by the United Nations. A lot of people don't know that. Um, His website stopped. And I went, oh, website not being updated anymore. I went back. Sure enough, his contract had been cut. (laughs) They they renewed his funding because I keep an eye on it. Sure enough, ding, oh, we're being updated again. That guy won't lift a finger unless he's being paid. Oh, this is Professor Alpers. Professor Alpers, um, whose mum said he never finished school. That's an honorary degree. Um, He's also a convicted criminal. A lot of people don't know that. Um, Don't know that. Yeah, there's a big fuss over here because the police gave him a gun licence, and uh, uh, there's a lot of police who are shooters as well who drop a little little bon mot that he's uh, actually a... um, a convicted criminal as well. So how did he get a gun license? So there was a massive um investigation. How did they find out? And I was in the gun lobby even back then. They wound up fingerprinting me and a whole lot of other people. We all volunteered for it to um, match us to the envelope that was sent to some newspaper, or whatever it was. Uh, <laughs> to, it wasn't me actually, but um yeah, I, I would have. I, I would have just. I I would, I would have done an interpretive dance to make sure I, I really got it out to the media. But um so yeah. It's, well, what yeah, was just, it?
1: What was his crime?
2: I think it was car theft, but don't quote me on that. I think it was car conversion, but I'm not sure. So you might want to check on that. Um, And, yeah, but also um, there's, like, these decrepit old hippies here. First of all, there's two women rabidly anti-gun out of Waikato University. Um, Hera Cook, I think it is, and someone, someone, that rabidly had anti-gun. They're both, again, funded. They got a grant for this. Um, after a conference they organised, it, it was just like a, a propaganda piece. It was outrageous. At the end of it, um, she was talking about the NRA. This is Hera, And I said, um, I made them. She goes, that's why the NRA has nothing to offer. And I went, whoa, And that was enough. A hesitation. She went, oh, so you want babies killed, do you? And I went, whoa. And she went, oh, sorry. Realised what you'd done. And I went, oh, no, Sorry. But honestly, you're dealing with absolute extremists here. And the last example I'll give you is this decrepit old hippie from, again, it's another little peace, uh, peace foundation whatever, got millions, literally millions of dollars from the government to attack us. His university doubled down. A lot of donors to the university don't know where their money's going. It's going to them. And remember the Wayne rainbow warrior that was blown up by the French?
1: Yep. Okay, that? The,
2: French, the French made a payout in compensation, and the interest from that goes to perpetual grants to peaceniks. And every peace organisation, whenever you hear peace in the title, they hate guns, so they're coming after us as well. And you'll find them, they always sleep, until it's time for gun law changes, and then you go through the submissions and there they are. Walk peace this, the, the white dove that, this that. And it'd be very, very careful who you give money to, because you'll have some big big names, um, like Amnesty International, what's saying, oh, we're, um, you know, we're raising money to, to keep people safe from weapons, and you automatically assume it's landmines. No, nah, it's your 22 rifle as well. They're um, incredibly dishonest, disingenuous. Yeah.
0: Talking about or, it, Mike, or, what do they want to do in regards to – tell us about what they want to ban. So what's she proposing? There's a lot of confusion. Some people say okay. this is included, this is not included. A lot here, of confusion here, out there.
2: Here's what we know now. Um, again, we're going in stages. First of all, we've had this order and council, which has changed. So if you have a semi-automatic that's not a 22 and it, can, it is capable of accepting a magazine – um, more than seven rounds, um, then it is a E category rifle. If you don't have a license, you have to arrange, call the police to arrange to surrender it. If you do have an E cat, you have to arrange for the police to register it. Um, but all that's academic because, again, she's promised a gun ban. Um, it's just going to happen. It's a fait accompli apparently. That's going to happen in a couple of weeks, um, in which case, then we all hand in semi autos, and it's just going to be brutal. People, it's just, it's just starting to sink in now. Because people were angry to start with, and now, days later, it's sunk in. People are looking at their collections going, oh, my God, that's that um, AR-10, you know, that's it's the, only, it's the only one I've ever known in collector circles, you know. That's going to be ground up. Because for those of you who don't know, we had a lot of helicopter hunting here early on in the day, so we had a lot of early semi-autos. Um, so a lot of uh, machine guns were made semi-auto and brought in the country. So we have some incredibly exotic, incredibly rare things, like an original AR-10 is really rare. Here it's gorgeous because I think it's, it's um, very much side-ejecting so it wouldn't go up into the rotors. So um, we, we, we've got a, the whole family of those. You'll have Cuban ones and Dutch ones and all, all, all sorts of incredibly strange and exotic things. I know people here that have um, the most amazing collections. And again, th- th- which brings us to the next thing, which is the payout. They're talking about a buyback. The plan now, as I understand it, is you hand them your gun, and later on they work out what they're going to pay you for it. Okay. Yeah, I know no way. No I, I know people who this is literally their their um, retirement package, so they don't trust banks. They put money in guns. They get to store them themselves so they know they're safe. Um, their investment is safe. It's, it's slowly creeping up, and they get to enjoy their, uh, their investment as well. So there's a lot of people like that, and... Um, again, that they, they just don't, they don't know whether they're going to be, be able to retire or not. I'm not being a drama queen about it. We just we have no idea. Now, the other thing is, again, for those of you who are sort of um, not, not sort of really serious competition shooters, if I've got an AR-15 that's $5,000, by the time you get an ACOG optic on it, um, that's probably another $5,000 worth of optic mount and a suppressor, because suppressors are a thing in New Zealand for hearing protection. Then you've got the magazines. Uh, magazines were sort of prohibited imports here for a while. They're hard to get hold of, so it's about $100, $120 or something for an AR-15 magazine. Um, that's now it used to be more. Um, and if you have a more exotic firearm, you're looking at you know, a couple of $200, $300, like an, SK, uh, an AK, a 223 calibre AK, their magazines are hard to get. They're 250 $300 a magazine. So again, if you if you're competing, you have got six of those, um, and then you just general accoutrement. Like if you have um, you know magazine magazine pouches, you know custom Kydex pouches, gunsmithing. You could have um, you know twenty thousand dollars tied up in a five thousand dollar gun. So what's being compensated? No one, no one yeah. knows. No one can tell us.
1: Um, I should tell you before you hand them your property.
2: And the the other thing is again, I watch the auctions because we're collectors. Um, some of those guns are going for $25,000, semi-autos, because we get some, um, again, some very exotic stuff floating around here. It just pops up and you go, where did that come from? be like some you know, Israeli, um, I think it was a little baby Israeli Galil popped up, a little semi-auto version. Um, it was a, a British Enfield Arms. So I think it came here for testing and then somehow wound up in a private collection. So you get some weird stuff, but these things went for $25,000, 40000 My friend sold a gun for a $1 million. Um, it was a Colt handgun that was uh, supposed, one of the ones that's you know, given to presidents, but for some reason it was unassigned and wound up in his collection. His wife hassled him for paying too much money at the time, and uh, what, 20 years later he sold it for a million dollars. So, again, the government's talking about a $100 million buyback. They're out of their goddamn mind. And the other thing they're being really tricky with is they're talking about buying back sorry, E-category rifles. There may only be about, I don't know, 20,000 of them, I don't know, I'm guessing, 15, 20,000. There's not many of them, but the whole problem here was caused by people having A-category semi-autos, putting high-capacity magazines in them, and that's what this killing was done with. It's like a loophole in the law. So instead of simply saying, if it accepts an a, a large magazine, make it E-category, job done. But instead of doing that, um, now they're, they're going to ban them all. Now, there's a huge difference between an E-category firearm and just your regular semi-auto. That's every Mini-14, every um, Browning BAR, is it? Every Mini-30 Every Ruger carbine, PC9, or a, um, you know anything that's capable of taking a magazine, boom, gone. Now there's more. There's there's literally hundreds of thousands of those. So what's that? An average of fifteen hundred. So what's one hundred and fifty thousand times fifteen hundred? So that, that's just for those. Then you add um, what's uh, twenty thousand times two thousand. Um, and then you, and that, so that's you're up to what half a billion dollars or some half, yeah, half, a billion. And then you have to work out uh, the, how to finance uh, running all this, uh, the crushing, yeah. the recording, the all this, and that's before that's before registration, and registration costs billions in Canada.
0: Is New so are in debt right now. Are They in major yeah, debt, or what's there?
2: Oh no, no, we're fine. We're the one country in the world that has a massive uh, cupboard of gold. No, of course not. <laughs> and then, again, I keep no. I keep stressing to people this is not a zero sum game. You know, if you screw up, you can make things worse and there's an opportunity cost. Stupidity doesn't just cost liberty, it doesn't just cost money, it costs lives. This money could be going to policing to catch new terrorists, or it could be going to um, the health service. You know, this stupid costs lives. So we, we're trying to make up... You know, we, we want to be safer at the end of this, not more, you know, not in a more dangerous place. And we know that people are already talking about buying PVC and God knows what else to bury the stuff. That just means that... You've got a grey people that, that they, they have no association with criminals, but now they're grey people. They were law abiding taxpayers, now they're kinda grey. They know that they've never hurt anyone with a gun. They know they'll never hurt anyone with a gun. So they'll do partial compliance. They'll hand in one, but keep one, just for a bit of fun around the farm, who'll know. And then suddenly it's out of the system. It's out of the control. We don't know where it is. That's where some scumbag can get his hands on it. Um, that's where a terrorist can get it from scumbags. Simple as that. So what she's, she's over she's here. a bit more dangerous.
0: Let me just ask one thing. Uh, yeah, with those sporting semi-autos, are they going to go after the, as I said, just your general ARs if they have an under seven shot so that they'll be all gone?
2: It's really, really simple. Here's the thing. Again, remember, deals were done. If you have a 22 calibre um, rifle, like a Ruger 10-22 is the most common one here, um, you, can, you can keep that any shotgun with a magazine capacity, I think it's under five rounds, you can keep. But see, this is where it gets tricky. If the magazine can be extended to more, then you're screwed. So now I'm scratching my brain now because I'm not big on sporting guns, but I understand uh, something like a... I'm thinking of Remington, I believe the gas... No, no, Remington 1100 can take an extended tube, so that one could be gone. All Remingtons could be gone, any kind of 1100, 1187. Um, But if you had something like a Mossberg... Also, any pump guns, that's the other thing, any pump-action shotgun that can carry more than five rounds, you're screwed. So something like a Mossberg that has a, a very distinct end of magazine, you could be all right with that. But again, anything like a, a Winchester or a Remington with an extendable tube, all those could be gone. Um, again, it's everything's up in the air. We're asking questions. They're going, oh, go to the website. There's nothing on the website. And, so And you, you can just imagine don't know. if
0: you give the police your actual firearm. Yeah, once they've decided what price they're going to give you, that's what you're going to get. So You can't
2: go, no, give it back. Not, exactly, exactly. Obviously. Yeah. But um, just a, a, couple of, a couple of things. Sorry, buddy, just before I forget. The, um, again, the Ruger 1022, I think we, we have hundreds of thousands of those. I don't know a shooter that doesn't have at least one. So, I mean, if they decided that that, that will be next, make no mistake, because that can take big scary magazines and scary stocks, that'll be next, and that's like tens of millions more. But the, today there was a guy called um, – oh, there's a Labour Party cabinet member, Kelvin Harris, I want to say, he's made, he's all over the press, I too have handed in my semi-auto. And then I I read it and went, that's a 22, it's not even covered. So he's basically surrendered a gun that's still legal, but he's doing it for for safety's sake. It's nothing but performance and ignorance. In other words, even their own cabinet don't understand the laws and and you're asking me questions about it. I'll do my best, mate, but uh, we, we don't know, we just know it's bad.
0: Where's the national well. party on this, mate? Anyway, where's the where's Winston Peters? He holds the balance of power. Is it NZ First or is it NZ last?
2: I have sat down with politician after politician, calmly explained the situation, explained where the problems are, um, and just explains you know we needs you know we need, um, you know, that we need to be because some of the so I'll, I'll start again. Some of uh, the way we treat criminals here is appalling. Like one guy has forty six separate firearm convictions. OK, one guy's been caught with a illegal firearm on eight different times and convicted of it. One guy's threatened police and been convicted eight different times. More than 50 people have threatened uh, policemen more than twice. In other words, they've done it once, went, was that all, and did it again. Fully 10% of all gang members and prospects have five or more gun convictions. Not a conviction, five or more gun convictions. So in other words, it's recidivist crime. So I've been trying to get everyone on board with this. I've been trying to get them to understand our gun laws because they, they, they simply don't. And they're finally starting to listen to us. And it's not out of fear. It's just out of reason. So they, they all realise, well, hang on, there's an awful lot of shooters. Um, they're voting. And also, they're not asking for much. All we want is police to firstly obey the law, don't make it up. And we want the law to be um, uh, evenly applied. Because in New Zealand, we have different arms officers around the region. It's chaos. Again, I called One Arms Office, um, you know, got three different responses from three different officers. They, they don't understand the law, so there's all kinds of, of problems there. They keep inventing new regulations, which aren't the law, but we have to take them to court to defend. So we had some very reasonable demands, and uh, we were making a lot of progress, and it looks like shooters would get representation. Um, and uh, during the last, Stuart Nash was the Labor, um, he's a Labor police minister. Again, he told, he, he proposed some stupid laws um, last time. And uh, he, he was shut down so hard by shooters, so many of us actually got involved, um, that he, he told his cabinet that he'd never had pushback like it. So they were starting to respect us. Um, fear's the wrong word. We've never been that kind of lobby in New Zealand, do what we say or else. It's never been that thing. Um, the, only, the only thing we've ever – I don't think we've ever used the stick. It's always been the carrot. just like we're a responsible group of people. We want to be respected. If you respect us, you'll be rewarded. That's all we've ever said. And then we've uh, presented some very reasonable um, – Demands is the wrong word, I suppose. Suggestions. And, and again, we want our worst recidivist farm offenders locked up.
0: Well, they it's, said this we'll, in the manifesto, didn't they? They're falling exactly into the hands of the, the oh, terrible. Yeah, we'll, we'll, exactly we'll, we'll, we'll,
2: t- we'll touch on that for a second. So, to answer your point, so the two main parties here are Labour and National. Um, Labour. Um, are uh, obviously uh, the party of the, the old party of the unions. They've turned very extreme. My um, father voted Labour his whole life. He didn't the last time. He said, "I can't. I don't recognise myself in them." Um, and a lot of people have said that. It's just like this is too extreme. I've got a lot of friends who are, you know, unionists. And we. Remember I come from the arts, so I know a lot of lefties. But they're looking at Labour, going, "Who are you? You just we don't recognise you. They're so extreme." Um, again, there's this full-on communists running it now, and they've they're aligned with the Green Party. The Green Party are insane. They're just bite your ear, barking mad, insane. Same
1: as here. <laughs> Same as here. But, but our exactly one. what we got here. Exactly. We've
2: who we got an actual fetus. She is an actual fetus. She hasn't even been born yet. It's her first job, and she's on hundreds of thousands of a year. So they have a fetus. We have another lady from Iran who's, I think, 14 years old. Um, Her only job was defending a war criminal. Um, So she's there, and there's an American woman, and there's a guy who knows his place to stay at the back and shut his mouth until the woman tells him what to do. So um, that's the Green Party. They're so stupid, and I'm not making this up, their official gun policy doesn't know what country they're in. Okay, I looked it up. They want to revisit the firearm acquisition certificate. What the hell is that? So I to look it up. That's Canada. They literally (laughs) don't even know... (laughs) <laughs> what country they're in. So uh, understand uh, the, the Prime Minister announced gun laws, went in a dark room with them and a whole lot of other people we don't know, with agendas we don't know, and spat out some laws that we have to accept at the end of it. And apparently that's, that's uh. democracy. So then we have some smaller parties. There's a party called New Zealand First, which historically has been very strong with... Um, on uh, supporting firearms, and again, when I say supporting firearms, I mean they just objected to stupid stuff, like genuinely stupid stuff they'd object to. So they've always had small numbers, but they're an important voice just to call out complete nonsense. Um, Is, so they, isn't
1: that, isn't that? Oh, sorry, isn't that who your Deputy prime minister belongs to?
2: Yeah. So uh, so again, yeah. they had a um, they. Uh, so, so a lot of shooters backed them, and then all of a sudden at election time, because National got all the votes, Labor didn't. But uh, they needed just a couple more, and the NZ, NZ First Party, which is an anti-immigration party, basically. Boy, they've changed their tune. It's led by this vampire called um, Winston Peters, who you can't kill. You, you think he's dead, and he comes out of his crypt every 10 years and just gets another. gets elected mate, again. He, he's amazing. Anyway, so he's... I've... Oh, carry on.
1: I've been here for in Australia for 21 years. And I remember Winston Peters and his crooked ways back then. Yep, you can't kill him. Even when I was young. It's like
2: like juggling mercury. He's a very good politician, but you just can't kill him. Anyway, long story short, he's he's absolutely conservative, 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 conservative. He's the party of the old people, old conservatives, conservatives. He saw a chance for power, and um, he signed on with Labor. So Labor got in power. So now these laws are being forced through by a communist who wasn't even voted in. It's basically in there by a trick of multi-member uh, proportional voting system. Um, so anyway, then we have uh, someone called the um, ACT Party, a guy called Seymour. He's really good value. He's, he'd pro- you'd probably describe him as libertarian values, almost, but just a very sensible man, but there's one of him. And uh, who are the other parties? Uh, that's pretty much it. There's, um, there's a new group called the New Conservatives who are interesting, but they're tiny, and there's a whole lot of other little parties threatening to form.
0: But, How do you uh, think, I'm, Mike, the... New Zealand shooters will stand up at the next election. I mean, if she does this, it's likely that, you know, she'll lose the next election.
2: Bewildered. Here's the thing. Um, We were being courted by the National Party. They had um, roadshows going up and down the country asking us, you know, um, for our views, and they were about to form a policy. And I think the policy would have been a fair one, and that would have been the shooter's policy. But, you know what? I think they've uh, decided, hang on, if we band together, shooters can't do a goddamn thing. We'll we'll all vote for this unanimously. What are they going to do? So um, when it comes to election time, it's going to be a very, very unique situation. It's, it's only a very short time away. So um, at come election time, people will be feeling this, um, maybe in the pocketbook, certainly in the freedom book, and they'll be furious and they'll want to punish someone with their vote and they're going to see the main parties aligned, none of whom's represented them. Most of whom have literally mocked them online or said disparaging things about them. So this is a chance for a small party like a shooter's party or an outdoors party or something to clean up and actually get, like a, I don't know, a dozen MPs or something. When's so it, it's going to be to strange something? times. I don't know how I'm going to vote. Oh, I don't have Mike. a clue.
0: When's your next election, Mike? I'd need to
2: check that. Um, but that was, maybe yeah. a year or something. It's not, not long.
0: OK, got you. Yep. So where are the Nationals on this? Where are they? Obviously, this is, the, this is where the, the major problems going to, to come in, is when you've got bipartisan agreement between all the parties and pretty much kissing each other, that's when you're in serious trouble that year.
2: Well, again, apply. they're all trying to virtue signal now to, to, to look more caring than the last person. You look more caring by demanding more gun laws. So Judith Collins, who, again, she's high up in the National Party, um, she's uh, said, uh, yes, we need that, and uh, gun registration. It's like that improv game they teach kids. Have you heard of that? Yes, and? It teaches people to keep the story going. So you basically say something outrageous, and you have to start with yes, and. It's like that. Someone goes, let's ban semi-autos. Yes, and. Let's do registration. Yes, and. let. It's just getting worse and worse and worse. Mm-hmm. So what I think is going to happen, what I hope is going to happen is um, everyone's talking about looking at this and looking at that we'll be able to drop the hard figures on them. They're actually going to go, "Dig, God, this really is going to cost hundreds of millions of dollars and do nothing. Um, we might be able to mitigate some damage, but at this stage, it's, it's just damage control. It really is. There's, there's no one. All the people we would expect to go, look, you're politicians, you're slippery eels. We understand that you're going to, um, you know, have to support some of this, but to push for more, um, it's just outrageous. And again, with something like registration, which has demonstrated such a failure. But, um, and yeah, it's pl- such a
1: huge cost. The registration oh. here in Queensland alone is, I think, it's $75 million a year. This is just one state in Queensland. $75 many, million many dollars many crimes, a year, and How many crimes nothing. have been solved with it? Zero. Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Just ridiculous. But I'm i I've, them,
0: I've written to them on many occasions. The police minister is saying, well, what you know, what uh, uh, things have been, uh, crimes have been committed, have they? Any, any? Have you found anything, anyone been charged, um, you know, anything. No, they'll never respond to you. No public benefit analysis. What crimes have been solved? None, none, none. No response.
2: You don't have to. Oh, but when you no. ask them that sort of stuff, because I've done this, I've actually asked people pushing for it, and they go, oh, it's about monitoring. It's about uh, mm-hmm. keeping an eye on where they are. It's about oh, knowing who what, that they never say do this or lead to that. Try doing that in the business world. Can you please give me half a billion dollars and I'll do good things? And then not support reg- it
1: anyway. Well, registration leads to confiscation, and that's what it's all about. They know yep. where your guns are, they know who's brought what. When they want to come for that type of gun, we know what doors to go kick down and, that's, that's the other and really where disturbing they are.
2: thing. That's the other really disturbing thing is um, uh, just the globalisation role in all of this. Again, you've got the UN funding everyone left and right. We had A lot of people don't know this, I had the um, our kids left school across the country to go and campaign for American gun controls. And I thought, that's weird. And I went, how did that happen? And I dug into it. Democrats abroad, that's the American Democratic Party, their branch in New Zealand, worked with the Green Party. um, The lawyer for them is a candidate for the Green Party. And uh, they got our kids out. So we're talking about collusion in America. You know, did Russia have a place in politics? It's outrageous. We've got a foreign government, um, sorry, a foreign uh, uh, political party interfering with New Zealand government. That's insane. Getting our kids out? That's appalling. So, again, um, when you dig into it, you look at all the kids who are, you know, the, the leaders, they're all posing by posters with UN youth. So it's like little baby fascists. The UN has UN youth in schools, and you go and learn to important things like campaign to take away people's freedoms. It's the most incestuous thing. And if you look at um, websites, any kind, of, um, any kind of website anti-gun, look in the supporters and go, through the, go down the rabbit hole and just watch how everyone's funding everyone and funding everyone. And the last thing I'll say about it is, again, it, it duns, the Prime is talking about bringing it in line with Australia. We need to bring it in line with Australia. All the academics talk about bringing it in line with Australia. And um, we, a lot of examples given, because they, they come up with some very specific, unusual stuff. And we go, where did that come from? And they send us the UN documents. We want to bring it in line with this. Like for proposed security changes, brings it in line with uh, document 621 of the, um, you know, they standardized this and the standardized that. So uh, it, New Zealand is not no longer New Zealand. We're all borderless now. We're UN region, whatever it is, and, um, yeah, that's our role.
0: Where are the gun shops but, at, Mike? Where are the dealers, the gun shops, the people? seems I'm not seeing hardly anything in the media because... You have to, they, they you have have to remember,
2: to... Um, this is like asking uh, Polish people, why didn't you fight back? I mean, this happened so goddamn fast. We, we had an atrocity. People going, did that just happen? Did that just frickin' happen? And then we've got someone announcing gun laws, and then the gun laws changed with zero notice... And then suddenly there's a gun to your head. Are you a criminal or not? Are you gonna obey the law or are you a criminal? Quick, quick, answer now. Are you a criminal? Answer now. And yeah, then it's gonna the it's gonna get fast. Get on the
1: train. There's no get on the train.
2: Get on the train. There's some guy there playing a violin saying it's like gonna be okay. You what do you what do you do? It's happened so fast, and that's the whole point of this. Just shock tactics. We're just going. What, did- what just happened? What? If you gave us six months, we could actually you know get people organised, have a thousand people outside an MP's thing, and you will listen to us and you will do the right thing here. Now, no, it's free reign. It's
1: a candy shop, it's yeah. a kid in a candy shop. They can have whatever they want. Yeah, it's definitely getting in a hand over there. It's got, it's out of a hand over here when it happened. But getting away from the politics a little bit and the guns. What um? How how many have been handed in? Do you know, people doing it or people okay. just saying go get sucked.
2: of all, first of all, it started off with um the hero who handed his gun and who was the Green Party member. Then it was uh, the Prime Minister was immediately coming out almost as if it was coordinated, saying, "I congratulate everyone handing in their guns." Then uh, the police were asked how many they went. Oh, we don't have those figures on us right now, and then it came out to about thirty, I think. So, it was so about you met thousand so so shooters, about 3 million guns in the country, and they reckon they've got about 30. So it's going hey, really well. Your men have
1: handed in by now.
2: No, no, no. No one knows, mate. No one knows. Um, actually, I'll talk yes. about that now. The, um, there's, a, there's a website that you go to that just doesn't really answer questions. Um, if, you, if you call in, the person on the line goes, I have no idea, but I'll take your details and someone will call you back. So, again, we don't know, but I just called up tonight because the other thing I heard was um, they're so swamped they had um, cadets, police cadets, running the system. And um, I don't know if you know, I'm pretty sure this was New Zealand. They're not vetted, because I know this, because one of the cadets um, at police college was asked to demonstrate... um, They were demonstrating how, uh, what do you call it, um, DNA matching worked. he volunteered a test and was called out as a rapist i think that was here so you anyway, they're not they're not vetted <laughs> but um yeah smart play um they're not vetted and now I've, i call up tonight and said um i was talking to he went because she had no knowledge at all like nothing at all and i went, you're a policeman she went no no so, sorry you're, you're a cadet she went no no we've um contracted no, you're a private, privately contracted company she went yep So I said, who are you? She goes, we we, we don't answer that. I go, have you been vetted? And she goes, I don't have to answer that. So in other words, he is a complete stranger. I don't know. And people are not only supposed to say they've got gun license. She was asking my name, my date of birth, and all my guns.
1: Next you'll be getting an Indian call centre. That's crazy, man. That is insane. Yeah, that's ridiculous.
0: I know it wasn't a Filipino
2: call centre because her English wasn't that good. (laughs)
0: <laughs> All right. So who's the Mike, who's the big organisation? Is anyone getting active there? We have a okay, group
2: We have a group called Colfo, the Council of Licensed Farm Owners. Um, they're the very very calm hand um, they, they represent uh, groups, so like established groups. Most New Zealand shooters of course aren't members of groups. You know, they're not members of clubs, they're just social shooters or they shoot the friends' farm or they're farmers um, So a lot of their stuff gets done in the background they're not very noisy um, but they tend to maintain good relationships and try and inform people who need to be informed Um, what I do I run something called the shooterslottery.org.nz what's that? yeah I'll repeat it the uh, shooterslottery.org.nz and uh, what we are it's um, basically a mailing list because I know that shooters are lazy so um, I basically offer them prizes you go along you just give me your name, your email. That's it, and you're in the draw to win some really cool prizes a couple of times a year, a few times a year. And um, then when something like this happens, I have a mailing list that I control that I can um, reach thousands of people at once and say, "This is happening. Um, you might want to do something about it." So, because um, again, Facebook can, can go down, YouTube can go down. You can build these massive channels. It's gone in a moment. Um, yeah, well, that, but uh, well, carry on.
1: Oh, that's the only advantage I see that New Zealand has compared to what you, uh, Australia had in 1996, is you've got social media. You can get this word out. Mate, you can, mate, oh, we, back in 1996, we had nothing here. Nothing.
2: I don't know. I remember way, way back. God, is this in the 90s? I think it was the 90s. Um, cause I was in, uh, it was called the Shooters' Rights Group back then, a the Shooters' Rights Association. It, it became Supporting Shooters of, of New Zealand. Um, but back then... Uh, bad, bad laws were proposed, really bad. And um, we got, uh, just by mailing out, we mailed out these little uh, mail-in cards that informed people. They got tens of thousands of those returned. So there a few of us in a room. It was the whole story about never doubt that a tiny um, group of people can change the world. They're the only ones who ever have. There's was a, a small group of us just went all out to notify every shooter in the country, get everyone on board, and the, the whole country went, nope, this is too stupid, we're not wearing it. That was back then. Now, with social media... We had uh, the Law and Order Select Committee looking into the uh, misuse of firearms. Now, uh, the police union made a submission to that. It was a a 57-point submission into the criminal misuse of guns. Never mentioned punishing criminals once. They did want dawn raids on shooters, giving us less rights than criminals on parole. And they also wanted to take away the right of shooters to take police to court because we've been going to court so often and winning because judges were saying, no, what you're doing is illegal. Anyway, my point being, um, the submissions from shooters for that were pathetic. There was one crooked lady in a school who got, more, who got her school kids to make more anti-gun submissions than shooters made pro-gun. That's why I formed um, Shooters Lottery. That's why the Kiwi Gun blog came about, because I looked at that and went, did that just frickin' happen? I think shooters had the record for the most submissions in the 90s, And it may even still stand. But now with social media, we've got less than one anti-gun creep um, politicising the children in her care. So um, so that's what we're about. We just want to get people involved. We don't tell them what to think. We don't tell them what to say. We say, this is happening. Now you're aware of it. So to answer your question, COFO is the main group that represents um, associations. Um, many associations aren't a member of that though So it's tricky to get to them and, But we try and get is just your average shooter So we try and get them on a list we control So it's safe and then we let them know what's happening Because the, the, there's such dirty business going on here um, There's weird stuff happening On social media and who's access to websites And whose stuff's getting out there We tried a petition, thousands of people signed it The link went dead and it turns out The people that run the petition site Are um, rabidly anti-gun So they just took it down mm-hmm. And what we were asking for was democracy. Yeah. We weren't asking for um, shooters to have rights respected, all we asked was that we, had a, we got to have the conversation, we, we, you know, take some time to actually um, uh, take submissions and, and that was, the media laughed at that they went, ha ha, it's been taken down that's the attitude here, it's a win you know, that, that's considered a win now, we killed some democracy, ha ha, yay yeah. that, that was, you know, how embarrassing for them, tee hee hee that's, that's the, um, the hostility we're facing now. It's, it's, it's just obscene. It really is. So there's a new petition coming, um, probably on Monday. That'll be on the parliamentary website, so that can't be messed with, we hope.
0: What do you think yes, is going to happen between now and – so I think it's April 11 or 12, I think it is, in regards – Days to away. Terrifying. So what, what are you going to do between then – or now and then, I should say?
2: Well, basically, uh, any, any New Zealand shooters uh, watching this, um, if you go to uh, shooterslottery.org.nz, sign up, we'll send you the details of where you can make a submission, and it's just an email. It's just an email address. Click on that and you can make a submission. Just say, um, I use my semi-automatic shotgun for this. It's perfectly legitimate. Please don't take it away. This is insane. Um, hopefully, uh, if enough people do that, voices will count. Um, maybe it'll just be bullied through. We don't know. Again, it's, um, all we can do is what we can do, which is inform Does, shooters, shooters and get responsible be, people to
0: make submissions. Which party should they be contacting to get, you know, what's the National Party doing? They're supposed the to be best thing to, to do is two
2: things. First of all, you contact your MP. And respectfully make your voice heard, and then um, contact the uh, again the uh, the cabinet committee that will be looking into the new laws, and make a submission to them. And again, that's just an email.
0: Do you think oh. the, what about, going back to the gun shops and that, like the fish and hunt NZ, do you think this is going to affect their business? I mean, obviously, oh, um, a lot of their no, I know
2: I know a lot of stores are gone. That's it; they're gone. Um, that's a lot what happened here too. A lot of rangers are gone, remember? Um, There's some rangers that have been, you know, in business for, what, 100 years or something. All that investment, that's all going to go. Because, you know, IPSC's really big here, three-gun shooting. Um, That's that's just gone. Uh, Not sports are gone, so venues are gone. All that investment's lost. Uh,
1: All your international contests will be finished, like they did here.
2: Yep. Oh, and also the, um, what do you call it, businesses. There's a lot of big support businesses. Because um, you know, you know how it works. There's uh, people have businesses and they're shooters, and then slowly it starts to creep in. They get some stuff for themselves and for their colleagues, their fellow shooters, rather, and then that becomes a little, a little business. That's you know, like a subsistence business, you know, but it keeps you going, and you get to do what you love, and you love people. You love, um, you know, uh, helping out your friends with you know new products and that sort of stuff. Those little businesses, they're all going to go. Um, gunsmiths, you know, it's just it's the flow-on effect from this. Um, yeah, that's, the suppressor industry is big here. It's just no, nah, it's just going to affect an awful lot of people.
1: Are they looking at banning suppressors at all? You Could thought that'd be one I of the, oh, you thought that'd be on their wish list, wouldn't it?
2: Oh, it, it may be. It the, may be. The, the thing is, there's so many of them here. It's standard. It's just standard. Yeah. It, it, when, you, when you buy a twenty-two here, you buy a suppressor. That's it. Everyone. You, it's it's weird not to. You buy a twenty-two box of ammo, maybe a gun bag and a silencer.
0: It's interesting might, because this is exactly what the, this is the part that it upsets me the most. I mean, us being through it over here in 1996 is, you know, this is what the guy wanted. They're just literally falling into the guy's hands. So now it's not a war on, on the criminal that, that done this action. It's now a war on the people of New Zealand that did nothing wrong.
2: OK, so for those of you who don't know, and again, I'm not going to go into the, the manifesto of this monster, but um, he did say that um, he, he, he said he's planned it for two years. He could have used any any method of killing Um, but he said that he used guns because it would cause the biggest public outrage. He knew it would cause the most media attention. At the start of it, um, actually, I won't say what he said, but there's trolling throughout it. He he made a list of, like, 20 hot-button issues. He knew he could say things, and it would immediately cause um, uh, media attention. One of them was probably one of the biggest YouTubers, So he knew that by promoting him, the guy would have to go, what are you talking about? I didn't didn't know anything about this. And that would have started a conversation, in which case he would have got more views, um, more notoriety. Um, You know, the whole thing's thing's just engineered. So you're right, the the whole point was to use guns. He said he could have used anything. He used guns to cause the most fuss, and he hoped that it would cause uh, division. It would cause people to lose their rights and to cause um, division in the communities, which is exactly what we're doing. So by having this conversation, we're playing right into the terrorist's hands. The Prime Minister's playing into his hands. All this is known. New New Zealand has no freedom. I was going to say, New Zealand has no freedoms, by the way. I have to be very careful about this. If you have the video of this killing, um, you, it's illegal to possess and illegal to forward about. It's called a prohibited, pub, uh, prohibited um, video, but also the manifesto has now been declared a prohibited publication, so it's considered like child yeah. pornography. So the, the other day I had a journalist ask me for a copy and I went, mm, I better check this. So I called police and went, is it, is it all right to send to another journalist? And um, they said, we don't know, we'll call the media department. Call the media department, they couldn't tell me. They went, we think not, but don't know. Um, so I called the chief censor, he ignored me, and then the next day in the paper I say, I hear a uh, chief censor announces it's a prohibited publication. So now in New Zealand, you have to ask uh, for permission to see that. That's how free we are in New Zealand. If there's any Americans watching this spitting their beer, mm-hmm that's free they even New Zealand. Did it
0: to us mike too or these websites even in australia because obviously the guy was australian locked down all these websites even yep. we couldn't get on websites yep. and we had to go on yep. vpns i mean it's like the government think we're stupid a simple vpn yep. gets past it but that's yep. what we're dealing with but the um century.
2: But, but again what if anyone who has read the manifesto knows why why it's important to read it if you study you know gun control or you know it's it's important to know why he did this and why he chose a firearm and why if I hadn't read it, I wouldn't know that um, if, if, he, if he didn't have a gun, it would have been worse. Because people are asking that. If he didn't have semi-autos, um, would he have killed that many people? No, he would have killed more. He would have had a truck bomb. Mm. Simple yeah. as that. No, no one's asked that question. No one's asked, uh, will bad laws make it worse? And no one's asked, if he didn't have a semi-auto and he did something else, would it have been worse? It would have been worse, I guarantee you. The only reason he used a gun was for notoriety in the press. That's the only reason now if I sorry my point being is in a roundabout way if, if I didn't if we didn't have the freedom to um, uh, you know to read that manifesto we wouldn't have known that so it, it is important for citizen journalists to be able to actually get hold of this stuff it's a very scary time to be here and people are going oh be careful what you say careful what you say really? I mean I'm a respectful person I'm a caring person I, I believe if any humans made less I too have made less I'm not going to degrade anyone but now I'm terrified I'm not a criminal I'm terrified about speaking or what do I say and what have I said I'm right? pr-
1: I'll try and trip you up anyway. We've had a run with the media on our show, uh, the anti-gun media, and they take our videos, twist them around, re-edit them, make us look like bad people. Um, Of course, nothing happened because we're law-abiding shooters on the show. But the media, even uh, six hours, okay, check this out, six hours after the the tragedy, uh, we've got a fan page where people can post their own things, but you're going to ask me to join? Yeah. We had that filthy scumbag from The Guardian who now works for ABC, trying to get our permission to get onto our fans of Shooting Stuff Australia page, trying to get on it, and all he's trying to... Well, you know what he's doing. All he's trying to do is to find one person saying, look at Shooting Stuff Australia. They're allowing uh, um, these comments.
2: We know that uh, the Kiwi Gun blog and um, shooterslottery.org.nz, they're both monitored by the police union, by the police, and by academics. As soon as we post something, yeah. suddenly, within hours, it appears in the media... Um, yep. a, a tri- attributed to one of those three. So um, again, it's a dirty, creepy business, and um, yeah. Oh, it is. yeah, yeah.
0: Have they been, been very you careful? For say Mike as well. Have they been co- co- uh, calling you for comments or
2: Who, the media? Yeah, yeah. Oh dear God, yes, no end of it. Um, oh, oh, you, I, I should thank you to use my official title. By the way, I am officially the most extreme pro-gun activist in New Zealand according to Stuff.co.nz. Well, uh,
0: doctor,
2: excuse me, I'm going to get that on a T-shirt, a tattoo and a coffee mug. Um, and, and the, <laughs> the reason, I was, <laughs> I, the like reason I was... Do you want to know why I was called that is because I wrote an open letter to Mike McElwraith, who's the head of uh, firearms in New Zealand, and asked him, um, who's going to decide how much is paid for the half a billion dollars worth of assets you're about to steal? Um, how will that number come about and will there be an appeals process? That's what I asked. That makes me the most extreme person. Um, Mike McElraith, head of firearms for New Zealand, wrote back and said, check the website. There you go. So that's the contempt that uh, the police have for uh, New Zealand firearm owners and they don't even have to hide it anymore. So, yeah. Yeah. And they've always been so, contemptuous because I, they, I asked under of the Official Information Act uh, because I put a lot of material out. It's, um, although I'm extreme, apparently, it's always very accurate. It's all based on the Official Information Act requests. I'm very, very careful of my credibility to make sure I get my facts right. And um, so I asked for the police submission to the uh, police minister. In other words, this is what the police say in, in meetings with the Prime Minister. We want these changes, and here's why. Completely redacted, solid black, came back. and went, no, we're not going to tell you. And my argument is why. If, we're, um, if, you, if you have a good argument, you simply put the case for it, like registration, put the case for it, um, let light shine on it. If it's good, it'll go ahead. If it's not, it won't. We're not um, some paedophile network You need to creep up on us with new, regis, you know, new regulations, like, oh, we never saw those coming. Oh, you caught us. You know, we're, you don't enforce the Arms Act. You, you manage it. This is why poli- uh, police need to be removed from management of the Arms Act. They have two jobs. They enforce the Arms Act and they manage... um, sorry, they enforce the Policing Act and they manage the Arms Act. And they get them confused. They treat us like criminals. We're not. So it needs to be removed from police immediately, um, given to just a simple... We have something called land transport here that handles driver's licences and that. We need a simple um, bureaucracy like that to handle it. And we need oversight. We have the the Children's Commissioner here who does oversight for people who look into, um, you know, uh, children at, at risk and that sort of stuff. We can have an ombudsman like that. Done. Job done. And that frees police up for policing and it stops all the nonsense we've been dealing with. So that, that needs to be on the agenda as well, but they might have just um, danced their way out of that. The thing we haven't even mentioned here is um, that all of this was caused, apparently, by police incompetence. We, we've, um, we're now finding out more by the day Ex-police um, arms inspectors are coming forward going, no, the vetting wasn't done correctly. We're finding out that shooters warned people, warned police about these guys. Uh, apparently someone claimed he warned Mike McElrath only months ago that uh, about um, specifically the, the club where these guys were shooting it. Nothing was done. And now it's like, uh, whoop, here we go. So it's like we can't move fast enough on this. No wonder um, Bush, the police commissioner, is um, just rubbing his hands with delight, and every time these questions are put to him, oh, we're going to wait for an inquiry to get back to you on that. What about this? And we'll wait for an inquiry to get back to you on this. Meanwhile, gun laws can come in, you know, because Jacinda's got a crystal ball. We don't even know the questions to ask yet, but Jacinda's got all the answers, apparently. There's something called the Pike River um, disaster here. It was a tragic mining accident. Um, There was two years between that and the report coming back. That's a long time, but, um, yeah, we haven't had two days for guns so it's just it's, it's yeah. ridiculous it, this is it's like living in insanity on fast forward it really is it's mad
0: this is the biggest thing too i'm just looking at one of the articles on uh, now is the, the the police unions and associations and stuff like that and i know chris cahill's not what you know not not a uh, big not a big fan of the shooting sports in new zealand but we get the same thing here the police unions the police associations in the ears of the politicians trying to get them to make changes uh, on behalf of the police which is the most scary part around and you know, it just seems like it's happening here too and they're trying to stop... This. That's the reason why they're trying to get it through quickly is to stop the, you know, the, the, us firearms owners from, from mobilising and trying to make a difference before sweeping changes come through. It's a, it's a very yep. insidious move.
2: It's incredibly insidious. It's, it's, you're standing on the bodies to get to the cameras. It's awful. It's actually awful. Oh, Chris, Chris oh, Cahill thing. does the... So I was just going to say, um, Chris Cahill from the police union, he's doing what a lot of MPs are doing now. They've all adopted the same talking points of... Um, now, reasonable shooters accept this. Reasonable shooters. Uh, we talk to reasonable shooters all the time, and the reasonable shooters tell us so they're quite happy with us, and the reasonable shooters, the sporting shooters, and then, you, you, of course, you bring out a couple of idiots um, who go that, oh, yeah, guns, I've never used a semi-auto, they are bad. So they can go, I'm a hunter for many years now. And um, everyone goes, well, that's legitimate then, isn't it? And yeah. th- 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 no Not one's Like any
0: idiot to crawl out of a rock from the shooting community to say that what's
2: I don't know what's worse, um, seeing some school kids, because I always go to school kids, hey school kids, do you know anything about guns? No, not at all. Would you like to comment on it? Don't mind if I do. Um, What do you think about the government's new laws? Oh, they're banning, they should go because guns are icky. Good girl. Um, You're brave and courageous. That's, um, you know, I don't know what's worse, interviewing people that don't know anything about guns, about guns, or seeing some scumbag shooter. Again, who's, lives in the outback mating with his cousin who has a, a 303 that is, you know, has been in the family for generations, um, you know, saying that, oh, I don't use it, I don't need it, so you don't need it. The, oh, I don't know what's worse. I really it's don't. It's the
0: playbook right hmm. out of Australia. You couldn't make it up. Oh. I mean, this is the thing about the, the gun. We've got Gun Control Australia have over here. It's, it's two people and, uh, and an email address. But that's the whole thing is these people actually listening to these people. But at least you know where the gun lobby Uh, sorry, Gun Control Australia actually stands. But when you've got people within your own ranks that are agreeing with this, that is the most treacherous thing, Uh, you know, because they're they're the most dangerous, I think. The shooters that agree with these bans, agree you shouldn't have these... And they're never going to come for your guns, and we've already got them in Australia now, Mike, saying uh, we need to start clamping down on the bolt action rifles because of what happened in New Zealand. I mean, morons in this country, moron shooters, think they're never going to come for these guns, and they're already talking about it now. How stupid can these shooters be? It's
2: escalating oh, sorry. here, sorry, it's, it's escalating here already. Again, that woman, Hera Cook, I think her name is, um, when she finished bagging me, she, she finished up an interview on this, saying, well, re- you know, this is good, but we need registration. And also handguns. Like I said, they've immediately pivoted to the next thing. Immediately. It's just oh, next yeah. on the list.
1: Always well, that's what Well, ha- that's what happened here. Like, you had the 96 gun ban, and then they had a shooting with handguns. So a few years later, let's restrict handgun magazine size, we'll restrict the uh, length of the barrel, so no shorter handguns anymore. They've got to be... Over four inches for revolver and five inches for semi-auto. Everything's, nothing's over 10 inches. Well, there goes an entire sport basically. The IPSC. It's, it's also, those about, sort of things gone.
2: It's also about hoops. Simple as that. Um, like, we talk about um, security. Increased security has to be good, doesn't it? We can all agree on that. The bigger the safer the guns, the safer everything is. OK, two things. First of all, we know that gang members are coming into our homes and putting knives to our throats and saying, open the safe. So it doesn't matter how big the safe is. They're going to get opened because our government doesn't do their part. We do our part to keep guns safe. The government doesn't do their part. We can't prevent predatory terrorists from coming in our homes. OK, but here's the thing. A disturbing number of people rent in this country. They don't have their own homes massive so in some places the majority of people and the majority of shooters will rent and if you can have a simple little safe tucked away in a wardrobe that's fine if you need massive security bolted to concrete and all this sort of stuff um landlords here get to choose between doctors and lawyers you know there's there's many more people wanting houses and houses are available so they get to name their own price extort money and decide who they're going to do what your one doctor no I'll, i'll read it to him Married a couple of two doctors just to make sure it's secure. So if someone goes, oh, by the way, I need to drill into a wall, they'll go, no. Nah. So little things like this. And again, if people are moving with their work, you can move a little wee safe a big E-category one. Your wife's going to go, come on, you don't even shoot that much. Just stop it. We can put that money into other stuff. Then all of a sudden, you know, you're jumping through more hoops. Well, you have to register every three years now, and you have to shoot at a club every month, and all these little nibbles, nibble, 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 nibble. nibble. We're busy people. It's just designed to separate us from each other make us anti-social, to make us alone, you know, playing video games. And it's, it's well, that's, yeah, it's sad.
1: That's the same here with my pistol licence. I've got to do 12 contests a year. Well, it only sounds like once a month, but when you have a job, got, I've got the YouTube channel going, I've got other commitments in life, um, 12 times a year, and I've still got to drive an hour to my pistol club an hour back just to get there. And it's an yes. entire day by the time I do all that and wait and do the contest.
0: That's, uh, that's, it,
1: doesn't sound, it doesn't sound like much But life catches up on you And you've got to jump through these stupid hoops Just because I enjoy shooting my pistols Why can't I shoot them at my own leisure Go down whenever I want and do it Not have to be dictated There's a contest on that day of the month You must be there and um, it just, we, It's just we another have, way of restricting you
2: We have similar things here I, I had to drop my B licence because I got sick and I uh, wasn't able to do yeah. the shoots, and, um, yeah, so I lost that. And, again, getting back into it is thousands of dollars. So it's just like, nah, all at once. Couldn't really justify it. So th- this is how it happens. But um, another huge problem here is with ranges. Um, people move next to an established gun range. It's been there for a couple hundred years. And go, it's noisy. disturbs Macau. Yeah. And um, suddenly the council are closing things down. Or they're having to spend millions of dollars on uh, uh, what do you
0: call it, soundproofing, so arranged a range you're moving of into lifestyle blocks. That's the worst thing. They buy a lifestyle block from being in the city. Oh, it's noisy. There's guns around. Uh, yeah, it's a farming region. My
2: favourite well, one was, was the deaf woman who complained. She goes, well, I can't hear it, <laughs> but I can tell my dog becomes agitated.
0: <laughs>
2: and the other well, thing, right. all the people that do this, I have to stress, the most, and I'm, I'm going to mention now, I, I know you've told me to be careful here. I don't care. I'm going to say it. The most filthy, unwanted dirty migrant we never should have allowed into New Zealand, uh, ex-English policemen. That's it. They are the most dangerous thing that has ever happened to New Zealand. All the problems we have are with ex-English people. I'm English myself, so I'll tell you. Um, it's, it's true. What's that old joke about um, you can, the difference between a plane and an Englishman? The plane stops whining when it lands. Um, it is absolutely true. Uh, we, we had one guy, he was shooting airsoft on his property, rural property. He waved to his neighbour, hello. She called the police because there was a battle happening. Um, they went, no, nah, it's airsoft. She complained to the council. An American on the council agreed with the English one, who did all, all new arrivals, and said that, oh, you're right, we can't do that anymore. So now a Kiwi doesn't get to do it. And we strike this again and again. We just had one of our biggest, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, gun, gun shows cancelled because an English lady at the council decided we can't have that. You get this tiny number of arrogant, entitled people pushing their social agenda. They always hide it behind public safety or something, but it's just pushing an agenda. It's a social agenda of this, these tiny people, again, who, who aren't New Zealanders. They don't understand New Zealand culture. And um, we have had problems. Again, the, this, um, there was a, an immigrant party, actually called the Immigrant Party, uh, which was formed. The police union jumped in there, and um, suddenly their gun policy was banned, this banned that registration. So we contacted them. They never got in touch with us. But again, I don't blame them. These are, you know, a lot of... Um, majority Indian people, but again, they come here, they don't understand our culture. Um, they don't understand, you know, in their cultures, if there's someone with a gun, that's a bad person, that's a threat. You know what I mean? They don't understand it's a positive thing. Um, our, our gun clubs are full of Asians now. They love it because, you know, they couldn't do it overseas. They come here, they love it. They're right into the shooting. They adore it. Same
0: um, yeah. no here with too, them. a lot of yeah. uh, immigrants, are Chinese, they love the shooting. Yeah, love it, great. love it.
2: But um, again, the Indians, I think it's a cultural thing. Um, uh, again, I'm not, I'm not going to qualify that by saying I'm not being racist, no, I am being racist there's, um, We've noticed there's a, um, a group of people Who, who aren't, but they, again That said, there's a lot of Indians who shoot But as a group, they just don't seem to click um, Again, they've become um, very urbanised Over here, they don't understand rural culture The idea of someone having a gun seems strange to them So again, you get creepy people Taking advantage of well-meaning um, new migrants and um, that's going to have a, a huge part in future elections as well when you look at demographics there.
0: Well, I think so, race, I think it's just the truth when you get an influx of people, but not from this culture that understand rural values and firearms.
2: Truth is a hate crime now, you know that. But uh, here's, a, here's a challenge for you. Um, again, we were just talking about who should participate in these debates and, and when we should, uh, you know, how quickly we should move on laws. People are using um, public outrage as reason to, to shut down debate. In other words, public are upset, so we should shut down debate. It's like government by talkback, by talkback call. It really is. And I, had, I said, no, we have to just slow down. Because I had this interviewer from TV1 going, what do you want? I went, well, first of all, I'd like to have an inquiry so we work out what actually happened, and then have some experts get their heads together and work out how to make sure it doesn't happen again. She actually said to me, so you're saying that an expert, their opinion carries more weight than an average person. Yes. Well, yes, yes by definition. That is, I actually said to her that is officially the dumbest question any journalist ever asked. She goes, I don't think so. She's probably right. It's probably dumber. But th- this is what you're dealing with. She, she literally couldn't understand why you didn't just go with what the masses went. So right now, you have a handful of people who control the masses through the media, and then you're just governed by what the. Because we have, again, we're, we don't have any kind of constitution here. We're completely at the whim of these people. If we did have a constitution form now, I'd be terrified to see what was in it.
0: Well, I'm well, hoping you guys are going to mobilise, too. That's going to be the main thing, trying to mobilise and, and make some changes and trying to get the government to listen prior to April 11th or 12th. Well, th- th- why would they? Oh, that's oh. a great question. <laughs> but, you know, it's just like
2: saying, why would, you, why would you reason with a rapist? I mean, unless has got a knife to your throat. Why, why, how do you reason with a rapist? Please don't. What's what do you think is
0: going to happen between now and then, Mike? Do you reckon you guys have got any chance? What's your general thoughts?
2: Um, I think if we... If we actually get some some facts out to the public about what this will cost, the potential dangers it can cause, and, um, and and simply prove that it just won't be a benefit, if we can start to get that out, we might be able to mitigate some damage. But uh, as it stands now, it, it could be. Um, I mean, again, they're talking in stages, and if there's no opposition, if the if the major opposition party isn't objecting, um, they could literally give these psychopaths their wish list, and that's everything. That's. Uh, um, you know, three-year. Um, what, what does the UK have? Three-year license renewals, um, ridiculous um, security things. Uh, you know, bans on pistols. Um, oh, it, it's just registration. It was just a wish list of stupidity.
1: Well, I just the, 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 I the other thing.
2: Is, up sorry, up... So, so I just, I've
1: just
2: yeah. just thought about this. Um, they've just passed new laws saying that um, basically, user pays. And the police have also been making um, noises that uh, shooters have to pay more you know, for the systems that we don't need that aren't working. So yeah. if they double down on that, also it's gonna be, it could be a $1,000 license every three years. And some people are going to go, I'm a young, a young guy, I've just got a family, I'm not shooting enough. Maybe I'll just shoot my friend's gun when I'm there and I'll get back into shooting later on. All these little things just nip, 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 and just um, will erode shooters' numbers until there's so few reading. shooters they can just take what they want.
1: We see it here. Exactly what's happening to you is what happened here. And if you just look through our history for the last uh, 20 years, I think that's what's going to happen to your country. I think it's just going to basically follow our path. A big gun grab at the beginning. Right, look what I've done. I've taken these. I've made you safer. Your Prime Minister's going to be getting... The other day, I heard she's uh, going to be nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. So, for God's sake. Uh the same. Need-
2: you're you're only stage two. You're stage two cancer. That's it. We 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 just yeah. we've just found We've just found a lump on a nutsack. You're stage two cancer. Yeah. England's stage three. But I remember my heart was breaking for you guys. Um, only about a month ago, some guy was caught with one of those gel blasters, those little toys. Yeah. Um, he was he's he spending Christmas in prison. Oh, I'll show you well, what it was. It was <laughs> December. He was going to spend Christmas in prison instead of uh, giving the
1: that gift was, to his kid. That was not far from my house. I live near the border. The she can have gel blasters here and he got it's- done just an hour away from my place
0: you can't even own gel blasters now there they went to queensland where aaron lives over the border picked up a couple of gel blasters for their kids for christmas came back over the border for a toy for a toy they get bail denied and multiple firearms charges possess unlicensed firearm possess unregistered firearm you name it they get the book thrown at them all because their kids wanted to play with gel blasters on christmas day
2: and then you think it doesn't get worse than that. It does. Out of the UK, and I challenge you to beat this one, um, some guy, uh, was he was a kid, he was denied spoons. He can't buy spoons because it's cutlery. Yep. And he couldn't prove he was over 18.
1: Well, spoons. the guy was arrested arrested in London because they found three butter knives in his car. Butter oh, knives.
2: That some pretty hardcore gang activity, though. Have you ever seen those threads? I, I think that's the last time I've cried as a man, was reading um, the, the threads. Like, the British police, they're so... They're so stupid, they, they boast. They'll put up a picture of a butter knife and go, yeah, another blade off the street. Expect everyone to go, you're a hero. Everyone just shares it and climbs in going, you know, thank yeah. God we're safe from uh, toast. And, of
0: bollocking, and, yeah. Some yeah. of the yeah. <laughs> some of the
2: comments were hilarious. The, oh, the, the, and, the, the best one was that guy, um, remember the American who, who said he shot an AR-15? It was like getting post-traumatic stress disorder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah. Some of the, someone sent him a tactical tampon holder was my favourite. He made a custom made Kydex holder for his tampons um, which is unfair because there was little girls up there who actually didn't have their period yet um, who were shooting AR-15s quite happily so, um, but what a just a reprehensible pathetic creature
1: Yeah, yeah so I can see it just following us so you've got the big gun ban now and everyone, all politicians will be on it because it's how they're going to get their job, keep their job because I, I'm keeping you safe It's his public safety I'm keeping, you, I'm keeping the um, small people safe so but the thing voting for me, and they, they'll National, get in again.
2: National genuinely didn't have to do that. They had to say that, look, something's happened. We recognise that our gun laws need to change, even if they don't. Um, There's some loopholes that need to be looked at. Um, we, we congratulate uh, the Prime Minister for uh, taking an initiative, but um, obviously we need to be part of this discussion. We need to make sure that we don't just have new laws but good laws. That's all they yeah, had to God, say. God. That's all, that's all yeah. they had to
1: say. What's happened behind closed doors, though? Why has he said that? What's being held up on him? What what have he been promised? We don't know. Everything was door here. Our gun laws here was state by state. So Queensland actually rejected the gun semi-auto ban. They said, no, go going to get fucked. We're not having it. Well, John Howard turned around and said, we won't be giving you GST tax money. You'll be getting no money from the GST, Queensland, unless you implement the semi-auto ban. And they said, oh, jeez, we need that. So they were exactly. bribed withholding in um, money from the federal government. I That's the only reason, because we said, no way, no, it's not going to happen. I think we the held it out. extortion, I think, is the word. Yeah, an extreme bribery. Yeah. So what's it's the, extreme, Mike, to finish
0: off, uh, I guess, in the next ten, five, ten minutes, what's the takeaway, man, in between now and April 11th? You said shooterslottery.org. What was the website?
2: Shooterslottery.org.nz. So um, pop along there. Um, just sign up, just your name and email address that's it, we, we, it's very secure we don't share it with anyone, you don't get spammed you might hear from me three times a year normally um, so I'll send, out, send you out the information but um, if you go there um, we're going to post up uh, we're going email, to email out uh, the email address for the committee that's immediately looking into the guns which is happening right now, so this will be happening over the next um, uh, like two weeks basically, so you've got about a week to get a submission in and again don't be don't be intimidated by that. There's just an email address you click on and your submission is just your thoughts. It could be a brief email that just says, I feel very strongly about this. I don't think these laws are going to do good. Um, here's what I think we should do. Here's what I think could be helpful. So that's really important to do that. A lot of it is a numbers game. And also contact your local MP. And also you can contact the Prime Minister and the Police Minister um, for each party. So that's um, Chris Bishop uh, for National and uh, you have Stuart Nash um, for our labour, so again their their minds may be made up already but it it doesn't hurt just to respectfully say I'm really upset about this, I don't think it's going to work Um, yep so these are the things you can do, but don't just sit there and go, um, there's no point that's, remember all evil needs to prevail is for good men and women to do nothing so again, this is is stupid, get involved, you don't have to be a hero about it, Um, and again just uh, we're so screwed though because I've made this point before, we're like nurses you know, Every time it's time for nurses to negotiate their contracts, they're screwed because everyone knows they're responsible. It's always
0: funny. If they, only they could do legislation as quick as this in Parliament, the rest of the time, maybe they might be a bit more popular, eh?
2: Yep. Basically, <laughs> a, a working year would be about a month. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no, this is just – it's, it's, a, it's a very frightening time here. Um, again, this is just insanity on fast forward. This has happened so quickly and to, to well, no done. one's benefit.
1: Well, no, nothing motivates the weak by um, scaremongering, yep. by putting fear into them. Yep. Nothing motivates the weak people. But uh, well, the next question is, uh, well, basically for Jason and me, really, uh, how is this going to affect us, Jason? What do you reckon? I've got my opinion. And uh, how do you think this is going to affect Australian shooters in the years to come?
0: Well, they've already seen them. I don't think he used the lever action, uh, if, if I'm correct. And they're already talking about lever action bans, they're talking about bolt action bans. Um, You know, what about the effects of, uh, you know, this dickhead being Australian, um, us being Australian, wanting to go over to New Zealand to, you know, enjoy shooting or partake in shooting sports? Uh, That's going to severely affect us now. It's going to be, you know, Australians going to be looked down upon a little bit heading over there trying to partake in shooting because they're not going to be sure whether... You know, people are going to do something. Australians are going to do something wrong over there and all being tarred with the same brush. But this is the thing we keep saying about the pro-gun parties as well, even in Australia. It's time to start getting some results. We've had 23, 24 years since, you know, Port Arthur. And we've achieved, you know, honestly, we've achieved absolutely nothing. Zero. We've got nothing back in regards to the NFA. No suppressors, no semi-autos, no pump shotguns. We've got appearance laws. <laughs> It's cut, 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 cut at every opportunity. And now they're coming for our lever actions. Um, and pretty much, you know, criminals dictate laws, not only in Australia, but obviously now New Zealand. So whatever criminals do, there'll be a shooting with a lever action shotgun or lever action rifle. They'll go. Then our pumps will go. Then we'll only have side-by-sides and under-over shotguns and bolt actions. Then something will happen. The bolt actions will go. They'll start on the high calibers. And then eventually you'll be shooting a .22, uh, if anything. So it all looks bad. You're lucky um, also, but
2: one other thing people don't think about, is just these, I, I keep thinking about this as we're talking, all the follow-on effects. Um, I mean, a friend of mine lost a massive movie that was, would have put hundreds of millions of dollars into New Zealand um, because they couldn't get the guns in time for the movie because of um, you know, some, some, some bureaucrat held it up. But because he was able to, he's brought you know, hundreds of millions in for other movies. Um, you know, this sort of thing, it, it has a massive follow-on um, follow-on costs. And again, like you said with the hunting, if if uh, tourist shooting visas, so tourist shooting licenses are affected, um, th- for guiding and land management, there's massive, massive, massive um, issues here. And that follows on as well. Like, if it's, if it's not coming from there, then the uh, Department of Conservation have to take over that role, which costs taxpayers more as well. Stupid costs so much money.
1: And we've seen it all here. Well, my take out on it all is, and Australia, because we were all, we were actually using New Zealand as an example. Like, right? hey, why not loosen our laws? Look at New Zealand. They are really good. Uh, they can have semi autos. They don't have any problems. But why all of a sudden is New Zealand, is Australians the problem? So how about uh, New Zealand could have it? And that was our push. And it was our push was, hey, New Zealand's doing really well. So now that's all out the window, of course. Mm. And like, as Jason said, they're talking about, They've had their eye on all lever actions being pushed into our category D, which is the same as um, the, to get any semi auto center fight. So they want, they've been talking about that for years now. So they talking about the push to get rid of the lever actions. So there goes all your cowboy action shoots for a start. And that's an entire spork on. You yeah, know why? They're going
2: to play that video of that guy shooting it quickly. That's that done
1: yeah exactly and uh, that's already happened well, that's already happened yeah
3: to us <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, it's, uh, it's it's like i it's like i have visions i like can tell the future have you had a birthday in the last 12 months is that right have you, have you lost <laughs> a great great grandparent
0: I, I can do some other tricks
1: well that happened to us we we're shooting leave reactions too fast and uh their politicians jumped on that, that heaven Jesus.
0: forbid you want to have fun with yeah. firearms we're such bad people apparently but, but listen to what you're doing.
2: You're, um, you're literally objecting to people from cowboy days. That, that's how, exactly. how regressive the progressives are. They go, no, you can't enjoy the technology that cowboys had when horses were the main mode of transport, if you were lucky.
1: So, yeah, that's discrimination against the old, I reckon. It's
2: progressives, it's, uh, yeah.
1: Um, and now they are talking about getting rid of any bolt action that has a military appearance. So it's got a grip on it, a forend, like the yeah, Ruger Precision Rifles. They, um, I think, get rid of all those.
2: The mindset yeah. behind this sort of stuff. But the, the, the big thing here now is sniper rifles. They've dipped, the police union dipped their toe in the water about that a year ago, and they said, uh, oh, when our laws came in, no parliamentarian could have imagined the long-range rifles we have now. The oldest sport in the country is long-range rifle shooting. This is the Ballinger belt, you have to Google it. I think it's a couple hundred years old. So continually competed for a trophy. Um, but, but he's after sniper rifles. So what's a sniper rifle? And they show the fifty calibers, because everyone has a $20,000 dollars dollar fifty calibre with $10,000 worth of optics on. That's just, there's dairies being robbed with them every day. Yeah, I've got three um, of them, yeah, yeah, I've
0: got yeah, three. But, but the, um,
2: <laughs> only three, what are you, poor? Um, but the, um, of course, when you actually look into it, it's any major calibre, so three three eight Lapua, things like that. And uh, we've, we've got, got, some... all,
1: we've, got all, we've got all that here. Um, if you want a three three eight Lapua, Anything bigger than a uh, 300 rum now is basically almost impossible to get. They want you to have an eight-kilometre backstop on your farm. That's how bad it is.
0: Yeah. And people said they weren't going to go, they're not going to come for the bold actions. They're doing it to ranges They're with their range templates, you know. So UK, if it's got this much foot-pounds, so pretty much anything, especially where I shoot, over 300 Win Mag, uh, pretty much if that cartridge can even... Depending on what load you have, if, if you can load it to over the foot pounds, it's just not allowed there. So, you oh, I about... now,
2: they're, um, now they're, they're, they're cracking down on uh, gun sports as well in a big way with the Olympics. Have you heard about this? They're talking about bringing in no. laser skeet and laser shooting and all this sort of stuff. Isn't that exciting? So, again, it's, um, you, can, you can imagine the sort of UIT shooters who are, a, 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 I don't mean to degrade them, but they're quite a dynamic bunch to start with. Um, I can see many of them accepting. Uh, accepting that, and then it'll be all part of the sport. The big associations, again, the creeps, were, um, were saying, yep, that's, that sounds good, we'll go for that. So pretty soon you'll be shooting pew, 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 with your little laser beams, and um, this will be a thing of the past.
1: Well, we get it here, uh, international shooters here. Uh, like the young... we got a, in my neighbourhood. A young girl won the world titles for, uh, for her shooting class overseas. And a small country town. Not to beat everyone in the world. Not even a mention here. Not even a mention.
0: But a lot but of the too, was... in regards to that as well. They can't even speak out because of they get told not to speak out on firearms. So that's why you'll see never ever see Olympic shooters or, or any of those types of shooters. They never ever speak ill of gun laws. Uh, yeah. Well, shame on them.
2: Really. Shame on them, frankly. Because yeah, usually, cause that... usually those people they get they benefit from all the club fees that people like us pay. There'll be some skeet shooting association. The average guy will pay his little $10 a year or something that goes into the greater fund, which goes to send them to international competitions and that. So they're quite happy to benefit from us, but they'll push us under the bus pretty quick. It's pretty disgusting. Yeah. If, you, if you're a shooter, you stand, with, stand with your brothers and sisters.
1: Yeah. Exactly. And also a lot of those um, international shooters are all funded by the government, by our taxpayers' money. But uh, there's no such thing as government funding. It's taxpayers' funding. And... And no, they're, they're the told, don't speak out or we'll cut you off.
2: Um, I did something as an exercise um, years ago. I tried to get shooting on a stamp because there were some ridiculous stamps. We had like a pie. You know, they, they came up with these quirky stamps. You had like a pie on a stamp or a cow. You know, they're just like goofy, goofy, stupid stuff or um, lawn bowls. And I went, well, hang on, lawn bowls gets a stamp. We've got, you know, all this. Um, nope, they would not go for it. They so, said, okay, there's 250,000 of us. Plus, our friends and family shoot with us. It's looking at a million and a half, two million people, and they would not even consider it. You can't have shooting on a stamp. So, it's okay to be a sport. It's okay to contribute all your taxes. Because when you work out, remember, you have to be over 16 to have a gun license. Most people are older than that. So, there's 250,000 license holders. That's, a lot of, that's taxpayers. So, as a tax paying percentage of the population, we're putting all the money in. We're getting nothing out. Um, no, it's, it's, it's just an absolute rigged game. It's and then funny now. Take our own destruction.
0: It's funny how it's changed now within three days of a terrorist doing something now to a war on law-abiding shooters. It's, 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 the dynamic has totally changed, hasn't it, to one of mourning the people that died and then their attack on shooters to ban guns. Everything else has pretty much been forgotten.
2: But they, um, again, the, the, all the um, uh, media around the world have been asking me the same things. But the NRA always do that. They always say after a tragedy, now is not the time to talk about it. When is the time, Michael? When do you talk about it? But I'm trying to make the point that every time there's a tragedy in America, they always use the tragedy to suggest something that if it was in place before, would not have prevented the tragedy. That's why people uh, object to stuff. But little details like that.
1: Mm. Yeah, they uh... are. One thing they haven't – well, we haven't spoke about much is the increasing – the ongoing financial disaster it's going to be for your country, the loss of sales for a start, the loss of the uh, big contests that bring a lot of money into small communities, and the ongoing loss of sales of ammunition, firearms, all that, the amount of ammunition that semi-auto shooters go through. That's all gone. That's all taxable income for government.
2: There's no accountability for that, that they'll be written off as a downturn in the economy. I mean, it just becomes exactly. part of a greater pit. Oh, we're str- the government's struggling with a downturn in the economy. You know, all, these, all these little well, things, a few hundred million here, a few hundred million there.
1: I, I honestly think in time you'll, you'll lose airsoft for the same reasons why we don't have it here and the same reasons as why they're trying to get rid of gel blasters here in Queensland, is because they don't want to see people dressed up like a G.I. Joe doll running around shooting each other. It's um, like they are organising a militia, and that's the exact reason the politicians have said time and time again, and the police, why they won't allow airsoft is because it's like organising a paramilitary force and training to be a paramilitary force. Uh, that's, uh, and I can see them going down that route for your airsoft, which is a ginormous financial gain for your country.
2: That never occurred to me, just there. That never occurred to me. No, I, I, don't, I don't think like a tyrant, sorry. Um, that's what our no. government
0: did say. They did say one of the, I think it's in, I'll if I can find it and send it over to you, Mike. They did say uh, that, yeah, that, that, that could be a training ground for terrorists. So they pretty much don't want people running around and getting dressed up in ghillie suits and those types of things because it could be a training ground for terrorists. I mean, what that's they, your argument for no airsoft. Ridiculous, isn't it?
2: What they would have been was social and people would have either talked them out of stupidity or would have noticed that they were stupid and reported them to someone. It's really important to drive these lone wolves underground. I think that's the safest thing, don't you? Just get them in dark rooms talking to each other. We have no idea what they're doing. I think that's safest. Said the government. Oh,
0: one second. $87.1 billion in debt. That was as of 2017. So I don't know if that's blown out higher <laughs> in 2019, but you're in a fair amount of debt. With, I don't think you can start buying back firearms. So.
2: Hundreds of millions of dollars. Hundreds and hundreds of millions. It's madness. Absolute madness. But um, on, the, on the airsoft things, so we didn't actually touch on that. Um, they're actually prohibited imports in New Zealand. So you apply for that the same way you apply for a knuckle duster. So you apply for an exemption. So that's oh, yeah. how that works. So people can get them in in theory, but it's, it's by special permission and exemption. And again, you talk, mm-hmm. about, you talk about capitulation. I try to get people to understand that. And all the airsofters, not all of them, but a lot of them. First of all, my favorite airsoft shop, their only job is bringing in airsoft. They went, oh, we'll wait and see. What? So new laws are coming in that are going to affect their, their business. They're like, oh, we'll wait and see what happens. This, first of all, that's insane, but the other one's just capitulated and went, oh, they're not banned, and it's all for the best, and they had that special relationship disease. Oh, we've talked to the police, and we have a special relationship with them, and they don't understand. Now it's all banned. They've basically, anyone who says it is in the sport's benefit to ban the things we need for the sport is insane. So right now, they're all banned. People don't understand that. They're all banned, and you have special reason to get them in. So all police have to do is no longer accept special reasons, and they're banned. That's how that works. But, um, yeah, and now the shop's suffering they said um, they can't get stuff in because you need special reason, sales isn't really enough, it's special reason so they have, special, they have to bend over backwards do what the police want, keep special records only sell to people who are members of clubs, so now the police get to impose their own laws and um, on, on the, on the uh, police uh, page, webpage guide it said that in order to have an airsoft gun you have to be a member of a club I wrote to MacArthur and went no that's made up isn't it, he went yep so is it going to change that? It he goes, yep. Took months to get that down. Again, they don't care. They just contempt. They don't care. What other government department can make stuff up? Just get away with it. Oh, the best one, I'll finish with this, because um, this is just outrageous. We have something called the arms code, which is like the road code. It's like a, did you guys say that in Australia? Um, like when you go to get your driving test, you have a little booklet that tells you all the rules.
0: Yeah. What do you, oh, yeah, you call it? Yeah. What do you call it? Ah, Just, uh, road shit. rules, road rules book. Booklet. Okay, well,
2: we call it the road code. So when you grow up in New Zealand, you have the road code. You know, when you're young, you get your road code and you learn the road code and off you go. Um, so we have the arms code, which is, again, this little booklet. These are your responsibilities. These are the law. It's a combination of um, the law and, you know, how to cross a fence and unload your gun and be safe and that sort of stuff. Okay, so this, this new one appeared online, which is full of made-up nonsense. You can't do this. You can't do this. This is a new law. go. You just, you just made that up. So um, shooters just went, you've officially, are you day drinking? You just made that up. And they went, oh, oh no, 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 no it's, it's just a discussion document. It's just a digital discussion document. Uh, it's a mistake that it was posted at all. And then uh, someone found out, oh, so you didn't spend $30,000 printing a whole lot of them. Oh, oh, yeah, we did that as well. Yeah, but it's just bare-faced lives, absolute contempt. And here's the thing. Comeuppance. There's never any comeuppance. Anyone who does these outrageous things, no one's fired.
1: No. Yeah, well, I. Was, well, of funny to say that. I was talking to a guns, quite a large gunsmith actually, uh, down south, and he was saying that the politicians, and he's right. So, if something comes up in the gun industry, the Greens and that, and the Gun Control Australia, just boom, vomit anything out to get in the newspaper the next day. No fact-checking, no facts-checking, no nothing. Just puke out any shit they want to say just to get it out there and people will it's stuck in people's minds then. And then our so-called pro-gun organisations will actually take several weeks to respond because they're trying to get the facts. By that time, the damage is done.
0: And we've got no-one standing up for us in our organisations. I mean, they put out emails and newsletters and they've already done it. One of our biggest organizations, Mike, said, you know, oh well, this couldn't happen in Australia because we've got strong laws and those guns were banned. I mean, oh, he wasn't licensed. He wasn't this. I said, has this been vetted? Is this honestly the president of a largest organization in Australia really putting this out without it being vetted? This is just terrible. Um, okay, and hang- following the same crap.
2: I just realized I've been selfish here. We're talking about New Zealand. This this should be about Australia as well. It's your podcast. Um, so, so, my advice to you guys is um, on a serious note, um, again, um, just get organised, get connected. Because um, mm-hmm. understand that, you know, learn from us, this can happen so fast. I mean, you guys thought it was fast when Howard did it. to beat the record and you want to try and beat it again. So, but
0: this just saying, how do you do that, Mike, when you've got the organisation? You, you lip, nip it in the bud. You, you, yeah.
2: you do what we were close to doing, which is get, um, just get a whole, have good relationships with a whole lot of MPs. So, you've got a whole lot of people to talk to and say, look, we're a massive voting group and we, we we um, we want to help you do the right thing. Again, we're not the tobacco lobby saying let us help poison you know poison people for profit. We're not trying to rape the environment with you know oil drilling or something. All we want is what works, and we know what we're talking about. So um, it's it's not us versus community. We are a community. So we just get get very connected, um, you know, and yeah, but, but st- as as a group of people. So um, yeah,
1: our biggest problem here is our politicians are all anti gun, even if they say they're pro gun. 99.9% of them, when crunch time comes, this is my job. I can't be seeing, being too pro-gun because I won't get voted in. There goes my big fat paycheck for doing nothing. Um, so I'm just going to go along with the... Um, this, reverber- is where, this is where that
2: Second Amendment's rather nice, isn't it? You go, you don't get to make it up. as yeah. you go. This is, this is the rule book. Yep. We play exactly. America here. Oh. Uh, it's it's uh, what am Give it a few years, we'll still be watching Hickok 45 and forgotten weapons again. Oh,
0: remember that? Yeah. It's hard. It's yeah. hard when an me and Aaron support they don't also don't support the current laws, yet, you know, the organizations that are getting to the table, they're constantly saying we're working behind the scenes, but they're not A, not achieving anything, and B, they're just thinking, well, they're not going to come for us because they almost agree with the laws and they send out things, well, this couldn't happen, and you know, this wouldn't happen here, and it making just outlandish, un Uh, statements that you can't back up at all. So they won't listen to people like me or Aaron, but they'll they'll listen to these large organisations and they're spewing out the same... I mean, there's almost sometimes not much of a difference between some of our organisations and Gun Control Australia because they're both saying the same thing.
2: And uh, uh, it's it's a very tricky one, that working behind the scenes, because if someone is, the last thing you want to do is offend them if they're working hard for your interests. But a lot of it, they might be working a bit too far behind the scenes because it's not working. But I mean, I I, I, I actually got... um, uh, got a bit more maudlin about this yesterday because I had a contact with a friend, uh, Jansen, a uh, bestie from mine. Is in a, he's in Alaska now um, and uh, helps, a, helps run a range over there. Uh, it's his dream job. And um, he just reminded me how we met, again, at a gun show when we were kids. We sort of bumped into each other and... Uh, uh, he again, he was, we were kids then. He went on to the army, went through signals. And my best friend, Julian, um, at his 40th birthday party, there was a, uh, we went up in an elevator to the to the um, room he'd rented for the party. And there's a picture of us as kids at a gun show there as well with him holding a space 12 and us grinning like idiots. And, again, this is, um, this is something that I've grown up with. It's amazing. And, and you know, future generations aren't going to have that. And people watching this who hate guns will sneer at that. But it's not. It's been a special time. The other thing is... Um, Aramuana was our, our last big um, atrocity. Again, that happened because of inaction on the police. They screwed up and it happened. That, that's a safe thing to say now, now that we know what happened there. That was about 30 years ago. So, I mean, th- this sort of atrocity, remember hasn't, that. Th- this atrocity hasn't happened since my childhood. And
0: you're like a very low with firearms, something like f- 55 but, 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 deaths no, no, per no. year.
2: Guns aren't a problem here apart from recidivist criminals. Um, yep. we, we know that now. That's not, that's not even a debate now. We're talking about terrorism. But my, my point is these outlier events, these insane outlier events, we haven't had one for 30 years. So the idea that you've had in 30 years and you're going, oh, wow, that's a pattern. We better crack in on this. It's just <laughs> offensive. I mean, it's just – I yeah, literally it – no one can remember it. Oh, the last, the last time the cops screwed up, there's been a few of these cases. The last one, there's a monster. this Can I swear on this podcast? I don't know.
0: You can
1: do it. Yeah, it's a
2: piece yeah. of human fucking shit. I saw an interview with a cop. The cop was—you know, you can tell—he's a, a tough guy. Just—he was—he was holding back tears, describing how he, he nearly died with this guy just trying to stab him to death. Okay, so this is the criminal. He's known. He's, for all intents and purposes, a cop killer. So I'm not playing Monday morning quarterback here, right? He's in a small town. Everyone knows he's a piece of shit. Everyone knows he's a criminal. Um, police go round to his house for something out, something else. He's built a gun range there. Now, he can't have a gun. He can't be associated with guns. So everyone knows about all the shooting that happens there. But let's pretend the police don't know about that. Police went around there and recorded he built a fucking gun range at his house. This is a criminal. Police take no action. He went on to shoot two people. So how did this happen? Dear God, if only there was a clue. I mean, one, it's just the police screw up one after the other after the (laughs) other, and they never go, shit, that was us. (laughs) Whoopsie. No, it's always turn around. No,
0: we'll just... Hang on. It's not us. We didn't do anything wrong. It's not us. It's the law-abiding people that did the wrong thing. Absolutely. Exactly.
2: And also, if if you want to learn more as Australians, again, um, their website, shooterslottery.org.nz, click on the media page. Uh, There's three um, links to some articles there. Um, They're opinion pieces by me, but they're, they're good primers. They're very, very brief, and I put a whole lot of information all together. It'll give you a good idea of um, a quick history of New Zealand, and um, basically where our, um, where our problems with our gun laws are.
0: Well, finishing up, what we might do, guys, is we yeah. might um, maybe uh, after April, Mike, we might uh, catch up again and, and find out what's going on with these laws and what it actually all means, and if the laws actually go through and what the you know what what's going to happen obviously we're not going to know probably for yeah two to three weeks to come but we should follow up afterwards and have a chat about it and see what's actually in what's out we'll know more probably at that time
2: you're probably going to find me with 15 cats here and a mug of cocoa and a blanket yeah. around me trembling going what happened know oh, what happened but um yeah, sorry it's, all right
1: it's all right i've still got my bow and arrow oh can you have those in australia yeah, we can right. actually, no licence
0: required. Not, not, not a crossbow. <laughs> oh, don't worry, that's probably coming too with the, the bow and arrows and archery. That'll probably be next on their list, you know. They're already going after the bolt action, so who knows? Yeah, All right. Exactly. Hey, so
2: great to meet and chat to you guys. Um, best of luck in Australia, and let's hope for the best here as well. Again, this, what we're after is just for, um, uh, not even pro-gun. I mean, anti-gun is anti-gun. Pro-gun is the opposite of that. We're pro-logic. Um, you, know what, you know what I'm saying here, guys. We just, we just want laws that work. We're not belligerent. We we don't object to everything. That would be pro-gun. We're not pro-gun. We're pro-logic. If it works, sell it to us and we'll vote for it. But the idea of some um, unelected um, person shoving this down our throats, literally laughing at the idea of democracy... Uh, laughing at media, laughing at petitions being cancelled—it's a dark time. It really is. So even if you're not a shooter, this is not healthy, and you need to watch out for this stuff.
0: All right, Mike, thanks for coming yeah. on. Man, appreciate it. Talk about New Zealand. Time for the you know, the Kiwis to get active. Call their local MPs. Get on. It was here. The website shooterslottery.org.nz. So Mike can start sending out some emails about what to do. But call your local MPs. Get involved because this is your Port Arthur moment. And uh, once it's gone, you're not going to get it back. So. Time Very true. And time is out. Mike thanks for your time thanks Aaron and uh, we'll finish it off there
1: yeah thanks for coming on guys really appreciate it my pleasure
0: you've been listening to an episode of the Australian Hunting Podcast I hope you enjoyed it see you next time